0: hi everyone and welcome back to chat shit get fit this week is a one-off special all about military fitness specifically the army as that's where me and tom have had exposure While this is a pretty long episode, even after cutting out some of the waffle, I think it does offer some great insight, especially if you've never served in the military. So, what do we talk about for just shy of two hours? Well, we start by discussing some Instagram comments. So, I did my usual polls, and yeah, this one uh, blew up, and I was uh, inundated with messages. So, we go through some of these, and while some are more emotional reactions, I should say, i.e. everyone is fat and lazy, some were more constructive and did lead to some great discussion, which we do go on to in more depth in the episode. After that we go through the army physical tests, what they used to be, what they are now and what we think about it. Uh, We've probably got some of the minor details wrong, especially if you're in the military you'll probably pick up on that but I'm sure you'll get the idea and the core things we're trying to say. We then talk all things preparation for joining the army physically so if you're out there listening and are perhaps interested in joining or know someone who is hopefully what we say should be able to help you out. We then finish with what we think the future of the army looks like in terms of fitness. So yeah, it's a stacked episode for sure and I hope military or non-military you enjoy this week's episode. First up though, I've got to introduce the latest addition to the podcast, a one Mr. Oswald Mosley. Let's get into it. (music)
1: Good evening, Oswald. Good evening, Bill. How are we doing?
0: <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you, Oswald?
1: Yeah, I'm not too bad. Is there a reason why you're calling me Oswald? But I
0: don't know. No reason.
1: Would it be to do with uh, my, my my new little cartoon picture of me? Be, it might be. Oh, I feel we have to explain this now, do we? We have to explain it. So,
0: if you, if you are aware, we, we've leveled up the podcast now. We are taking it to, to the next level. We've got a brand new logo. And on that logo, we've got essentially cartoon versions of, of myself and Tom. Uh, Tom somehow has accumulated a nice, nice little tash um, and someone basically sent in a picture if you don't know who this guy is Oswald Mosley um, he's a very controversial a character Patriot. yeah the British fascist party back in the day <laughs> and he, yeah, he's got an interesting look and uh, yeah someone yeah. reckons Tom looks like him so Tom's now going to be called Oswald
1: I would uh, I think this is going to require like an Instagram comparison in the stories but I'm, yeah, we'll I'm do, yeah. worried about yeah, you know do we'll do it for my account because if I get banned no one loses you know if you um, get banned that's, that's you down the sink, but me with my five followers, you know, not a big deal, is it? Um, bit, bit of a fitness. bit of a sidetrack here, Tom. What, what, yeah. What's
0: going with the what's what going with the glasses there, mate?
1: Ah, uh, it's I'm well, I'm changing my image. You know, I'm getting into NFTs. you <laughs>
0: what you're trying to look
1: hip. Are you? Yeah. So this <laughs> is trendy. now this is now NFT, Tom. Um, you know, I've already got one buyer on the line. It's actually one of our patrons uh, oh, wow. spoken to about via DM. Um, she's not actually said she's buying anything yet, but. Um, well, I mentioned it to her. It did say Sing. So oh, okay. You know, Got that. in the, that's 200k in the bag. Who, who's that you
0: talking to? Big producer,
1: Colleen? It is Colleen. Colleen is going to be a part of my uh, exclusive NFT club. And yeah, we're all going to be raking it in. Absolutely raking it in. Well, I saw you tried, you tried selling me earlier for 250k. Yeah, well, do you know what? I was looking at that and I, was, I called it Spicy Bill. That was the NFT's name, Spicy Bill. But looking at it, you do look like a sex doll. <laughs> Fuck off. Do you, if you look <laughs> at your like little picture. <laughs> yeah, look at your little picture now. You look like a rubber sex doll. Hang on. For God's sake. See, I love that we spent the first two minutes of this podcast
0: saying loads of visual stuff that no one can actually see.
1: Bear with me one second. For those that can actually uh, see on YouTube, I've just realised I'm actually on my work account. I do not want to be showing you that because I will get the sack <laughs> very rapid. Uh, you, you do look like a sex doll, Bill, I think. Yeah, like rub a rubber sex doll. That's a good looking sex doll, that. You're like Handsome John I'll check or that. something like that. Yeah, I'll check that. Yeah, I would, to be fair. Uh <laughs> These glasses, Bill. Actually, there's a bit of history behind these glasses. First of all, I want to say that it's hurting looking at my phone because they're 3D glasses.
0: Oh, I thought they were 3D. They did look. My like phone,
1: phone was though, yeah. actually going 3D when I was looking at that. These are actually are 3D glasses that we had to wear. We went to see 302 in the cinema in 3D. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. These glasses they're are old, seven years old. old, aren't they? Yeah, yeah these are old. vintage, just like oh. our NFTs. Oh, on a minute. Do you know what is vintage? Your career. <laughs>
0: my career. <laughs> my career that was the wasn't most long. seamless transition yeah. oh well wow. wasn't that wasn't that long but yeah as, as tom's alluded to we are doing a bit of a military special today as you can probably tell from the title and basically the reason for that is is that today officially actually the day of this recording which is uh thursday january the 20th is my final day in the british army so if you're not if you're not aware, people probably won't. You've be listening to this podcast, so I don't think I've mentioned it that much. I've mentioned it a few times for the last sort of se- <laughs> the last seven and a half years. You're in or so. the army, um, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, we not anymore. But yeah, the last seven and a half years or so. Um, I've, I've been serving as a, as a Royal Engineer in the British Army, mm. but then the last couple of years, last two or three years, I've basically been working in the gym as a um, military physical training instructor.
1: You're basically a PE teacher for the army. I fucking knew you were going to say that. Oh, here we go. Classic, classic joke at a PE teacher. To be fair,
0: sometimes it does feel like you're taking PE to kids, mate. Honestly.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is cool.
0: true. Yeah, but that's it. So that, that is my that is my journey over. One door closes, another one opens. Hmm. Um, you can grow includes, a bit now. I can go. Yeah, I'm not going to, but I can do if I wanted to see. it's just nice knowing I can if I want to yeah fucking. it you're
1: not going to but it's just knowing no you've got yeah. the choice to do it
0: yeah the freedom
1: yeah
0: so my hair mate I've always had short hair like you've known me I've always had short hair yeah now you're going like, to grow plaits you know mm. dreads I might do it mate I might go for a little top knot go full yeah. hippie get, go, get a top f- knot get, get a bowl cut yeah I'll do top knot I'll transcend to full vegan mate
1: <laughs> top yeah, top yeah, just go for a string, string of vests, oh, won't Oh, god, yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, we <you're> <laughs> insufferable now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, fucking lose all our listeners. <laughs> Long on the sides, short on the top, please, sir. No, <laughs> fucking hell, but yeah, I'm I feeling I don't know, I don't know
0: how I feel really. I'm excited, I, you know, I feel relieved. I mean, I'm celebrating in the most British way possible with a cup of uh, Yorkshire tea,
1: yeah, is, it's delightful. I mean, we we'll talk afterwards about the things you've left with that you was not supposed to leave with. Oh, Here we go, and uh, we're looking at getting those up on eBay straight away. Yeah. <laughs> Fifteen combi tools. <laughs> Fifteen combi tools. We combine <laughs> yeah, that with my it. sixteen combi tools, and uh, yeah, we, we're in business. We can sell off the NFTs. We yeah. can sell personalised combi tools.
0: And that's basically what I'm doing now that um, I'm not employed by the army. I, I need to make money. So yeah, I'm selling combi tools. Yeah, unique ones <laughs> on eBay. If any of you are actually that bothered, I'll give you a little insight to what what's next for me then. So. Obviously, the podcast is still going to be going, better than ever, as like, I technically have more time now. But even though it's, it's still going to be the same, basically, because we put a lot of time into it anyway. But um, also, is something you should be checking out is the Train Primal. So if you're not aware of Train Primal is, so that's the online coaching business that I own, where we do sort of like monthly membership packages. That's something I'm going to obviously carry on with, could put more time into that now. But the big exciting news of that is, is that we're going to be doing more content on there. So head over to YouTube. Search up Train Primal. You'll see our logo. It's like a little hybrid animal face thing. With like an NFT. Train Primal next to it. Like an NFT, yeah. Uh, and give it, give it a subscribe because in the coming, I want to say about probably a month, month's time, I'd say, we'll have the, the first set of videos produced. Um, we, we're basically doing a big content drive in there. So that's going to be really exciting. I've got loads of time to do that. So I'm looking forward to that. So make sure you check that out. Um, and also going to be doing some coaching as well uh, at a local CrossFit box, which I'm really looking forward to because Ooh. it's basically what I've been doing for the last couple of years is coaching, you know, class set group settings, but to yeah. soldiers obviously. So I'm essentially we're doing a very similar thing, but just in a, in a crossfit setting. So that's gonna be good. Looking forward to that.
1: Can't wait to hear you talk about neutral spines. Oh, don't go there. Yeah. Big toe boxes, so forth.
0: <laughs> you know, I've got to make sure I don't do Tom. This is gonna be really this is gonna be really interesting. There's gonna be people I know there's people who actually go to this gym who listen to this, but they're gonna I'm gonna have to make sure I don't use any army terms. You know, like the classic the classic <laughs> army ones you do on PT. Yeah. Uh, at oh, yeah. <laughs> <No, Stand laughs>
1: the start of session, stand by. Stand by. Wait till you do a break and point. I still do that when someone's not been filled up like our cleaning sprays. Mate, <laughs> the first thing <laughs> is, as well, that
0: there's, a, there's a couple of people there who I know have actually served before, so they will know instantly. If I even slip up once, they will just look at each other, or they'll just look at me and go, oh, my God, what have you done? I'll tell you what, though, mate, what there's you said?
1: nothing more pleasurable when you do accidentally give a break and point at someone that has no idea what it is, but, but straight away they feel the force of nature from it. Oh, yeah. It's like electricity for your fingertips, straight at them. Straight in your spine. Straight into their <laughs> spine. I'm forcing it to be neutral. like <laughs> I know it's a not possible one. to have a neutral spine, but you will get a fucking neutral spine. Yeah, exactly. Make it neutral. Rigid. Make it neutral. Yeah. exactly. There you go, rigid. To, You'll be banning that one out left, right and center.
0: i damn i to have to have to vocabulary, my not I? But um, yeah, that, that's what I'm i to going to i doing um, I'm not sure if a little even that a little bit of a I'm looking forward to it I'm excited. The military's obviously a a lot, including, you know, getting getting me more into fitness so i suppose that's kind of so obviously i don't know if the podcast would have existed if i didn't have done that i don't know if train prime would have existed if i didn't have done that you know there's loads of things that probably wouldn't have happened so yes looking forward to it so today on that on that note of me leaving we are now going to talk about the army i want to say a bit of a free-for-all obviously we can this is all i want to say opinions There there obviously going to be some points where you know it's not factual but it's kind of it's pretty true but
1: it's not factual but it's pretty true (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, I've got to be careful. <laughs> I say it because even that doesn't actually matter. Yeah. You can get some absolute. Someone could go kick. Let's off just say and go this off. is
1: our our personal thoughts on yeah, certain personal things thoughts that may or not may or and may does not be not, true. And this is our personal oh, okay. thoughts, and does not represent the views of the British Army, or the Queen, or Prince Andrew, <laughs> or
0: Prince Andrew. Because <laughs> as we know, he funny. has
1: some very different views and morals. He does, have, yeah, he does, yeah, he does, he does. No, so I didn't have to call him His Royal Highness. He did, yeah. He lost that. He lost that, didn't he? He lost that. What a
0: donut. But yeah, so today we are talking about all things military fitness. Now, this one, I'm not sure how long this episode is going to be because I did a, I did a few polls, like, you know me, if you listen to it for a regular listener, you know me, I love a good poll, you know, Bill and his polls. Um, I'm going <laughs> to, that sounded really weird, didn't it? I um, did. But yeah, so I've never had so much engagement on any of my polls. I literally, there was like over a hundred people voted on each one and then I was just getting inundated right with messages, with like responses. Some of the, some of the responses were very emotional. Um, which we'll, we'll go on to here. And some some of them were sexually aggressive. We'll go that far, but some of them were more <laughs> more thought out. I'd say. Some people had some quite a lot of hmm. substance behind it. Which we, we'll discuss those ones. The ones that are a bit more sort of from the hip, we'll probably um we'll probably won't discuss those in length. But yeah, the ones that people actually you know give me a paragraph or so. Yeah, we'll go into those. And then we're going to talk about you know the new fitness test and all that sort of stuff. But we'll go into it. I'll start the polls then. So if you've got yourself a cup of tea or something, or you're driving, you know, sit back because this bit's going to be quite long because driving. we've got loads. First question. So I asked, "If you are not in the military, but some people in the military did answer it, so that just shows you the educational levels in the British Army. Um, if you are not in the, in the military, <laughs> do you assume soldiers are physically fit?" So I was trying to get if people from outside look on the looked in and thought, "Oh, you know, would you assume soldiers are fit? You know, would you think joining the army you'd be a fit or whatever military thing you joined?" Um, and eighty-three percent of people said yes, and seventeen percent of people said no. And if I just look at the nose quickly, just to get context. Yeah, so a few of the no's there were from people who were actually in the military. So obviously they're going to say no because they know what it's like. Yeah. So really the percentage was probably a lot higher. So people do assume that, you know, if you're in the military, you're fit. I then went on to ask if you are slash have been in the military, do you think military personnel are getting less fit or more fit? And this one was, um, yeah, once again, really, this is even more. So 94% of people said less. And six percent of people said no, and obviously the, I said I've got loads of responses on that. So and a lot of people, yeah, like, so that's a lot of people basically saying less. So I think we're actually getting worse. And then I put all together now. So military and non-military alike, should soldiers? Now this is important. Why I worded this? I worded it intentionally like this, and we'll come onto that later. Should soldiers look and perform above average in regards to fitness? So I'm basically saying there should a soldier be able to out PT. Uh, a civilian on the street Um, and 98% of people said yes and 2% said no so once again so across the board there it's very very one-sided now we're going to come on to people's actual thoughts in terms of what was sent in to me because I did ask people to get messages in so bear with me I'm gonna have to get all these messages up Do those results surprise you Tom from the polls there
1: not really, particularly the ones that misread the rules about if you're not military, you know, <laughs> yeah. and they still did it anyway. That's the classic, yeah. ain't it, where you've got a sign of a form. At the very top it says, only use a black pen, but you'll have someone writing in blue straight away. They put out a fucking Crayola one. crayon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a classic. Do uh, you what, way back when uh, it used to be recruitment offices and it wasn't, you know, Capita... Or, you know, online, whatever the fuck it is now, you know, pigeon or whatever that you do to yeah. sign up now. Uh, I actually did that on my very first form, used the wrong colour pen. And that was actually a really good precursor to the rest of my what career. Did you, what did you join again, Tom? Reserves. Yeah, but what what,
0: you know, what, what what part of the army did you join?
1: Infantry. I'm not yeah, going no, any yeah. further than that. Yeah, yeah. no surprise. No I surprise don't need either. to. Yeah. yeah, don't think we need more context. My favourite crayon is the red flavour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love it, uh,
1: but, but yeah, it, it doesn't really surprise me. You can be a fucker intentionally for the way you word your questions. And I know you do it on purpose. What you did, one thing that <laughs> there is a same where, you, so yeah, looking and performing two totally different things with the army don't really worry about aesthetics. However, there is a quote where it, it's something on the lines of you know if if you look, Ali, you'll fight, Ali. <laughs> or something along those lines
0: yeah i can see why people would think you'd look because remember if you're a kid let's think when you go back a few when i always have memories of like when i was younger and you perhaps walked past a reserve center or like an actual camp or something and you saw so you just you just thought fucking look at the six foot brick shit houses of a six foot force massive mm. you just assumed they were like massive blokes and like ripped do you know what i mean you had that that sort of stereotypical look
1: well the thing is we we've grown up on the expendables you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, Rambo, etc. Well, any, fi- any film,
0: any military film, any they kind all look of military fucking don't they?
1: And then mm-hmm. when you realise that, it, you know, <laughs> the average soldier looks like John down the pub, you know. They are fit, they are fit though, that's the thing, that- they are fit. Well, this is the thing, it's, performance over stacks any of the day yeah so i am glad that the majority of people realized that and voted yeah, well, yeah I, said, I, said, I had a couple of
0: people win. so you say majority, majority but only i had only two people so there's over 100 people vote on that question about the look and only two people actually got in touch and i'll come on to those responses but actually saying i don't agree with the look part but i agree with the perform part which was good to see that copy went actually challenged it because you're correct to challenge it, i'd say because i know many of people in the forces who look pretty average but even below average, some of them, as we call them, battle pigs. And uh, yeah. they are f- absolute fucking machines when it comes to physical activity.
1: But at the same time, I've met people who looked apart, but just don't have that fucking mental fortitude yeah. to, say, get any weight on their back or even yeah, totally. perform well under stress. You know, it's <laughs> it's not just about looks. Or you've got the other side, you get people who they get absolutely
0: ripped in terms of like the bodybuilding style you get them on a fucking 2k run yeah god it takes about an
1: hour to finish um yeah I, I i've known someone exactly like that built like a brick house like you said really strong no problem with doing like uh any kind of resistance work even like body weight like push-ups etc absolutely fine picking things up absolutely fine but on the warm-up for a tab they're wrapped in that's it they're, they're on yeah. the wagon you know Game they're open, running back yeah. of the van they, they can't do it
0: Well, I'll get into these responses then. So I'm going to go through this quite a long list here. So <laughs> some of these I said are quite emotional reactions in terms of they're just like firing from the hip of what they think, which is good because it's good to see people's like raw first instinct. Yeah. So first one, I hate it, fat and lazy mentality. They get paid to be fit. Now, I know this is actually a very simple statement, but this is one I think we we'll are a little quick discussion on. They get paid to be fit. And this is something that's always interested me with the army is that it's true. You're part of your working day. So for example, the unit I just left you would do PT on a Tuesday morning. You would do. You'd have sports afternoon on a Wednesday. So Wednesday at lunch, after lunch, you'd have sports. Thursday morning, you'd have PT. Friday morning, you have PT. And this was during the working hours. Bear in mind. And on a Friday, you have half a day. So you're going to work eight o'clock. Then at ten o'clock, you'd have PT, and then afterwards, you'd finish for the weekend. So I can see what this person. Because the person who sent this in is actually a PTI, so I can see the frustration of when people don't bother or they don't like. They just fucking can't be asked or they don't. But it's like well. It's part of your working hours just to, to go do some go do some PT. Mm. People outside that's a massive barrier to people on the outside. Time. People have to get up really early, or they've got to fucking afterwards. Are you going to say
1: it? Are you going to say it?
0: No, I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying the buzzword.
1: You're not going to say civvies pay thousand for this.
0: No, I'm not going to say that no. But do you know what? Sure. Well, it depends how much your time's worth, doesn't it? But you get what I'm saying though. That there's people out yeah. there who who find it difficult to get you know activity done because they work all day. And then they've either got a fine time afterwards, but if they've got kids or they've got the school run or they've got other responsibility, like dinners prep, all that sort of stuff, or they've got to get up super early. And then you've got these people fucking in, in the army who just can't be asked. But it's literally part of that they get in and work at eight o'clock. It's like actually
1: fitted into your shift, yeah. almost.
0: Yeah, and you're getting paid for it. That's like, part of your paid hours. So I can see that statement there. It's something that gets brought up a lot, but I can I can see it's got a lot of validity to it. I don't know what you think. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I. It does have validity to it. Uh, look, you are going to get people who sign up p- past the bare minimum and then they just think once they're in, that that's it. And they just slack off from there on. It's almost like they're resting on their laurels and that's not the case. Mm. So, I mean, it is the case that that is what people do, but it's not the case that that's how they should be behaving. There are people like that. At the same time, I can have a bit of like uh, empathy that... <laughs> See, this is... We're going to talk a bit more about where the Army is moving in regards to fitness, yeah. you know, in the future later on. But at the moment, it is still not as personalised as it could be. So for one person, it could be this is easy. Why is this person struggling? For that person, what your company doing at that time might not be as doable for what that person at the moment. So they might be constantly going RPE ten.
0: Yeah, I get. There's a really good response actually, which ties in with that. So we'll come, we'll, we'll, we'll elaborate more on that in a, in a second. Good. I like this um, person already. Yeah. <laughs> So th- these ones, um, oh fucking, had a world long chat here. Um, yeah, okay. So this one's actually from this is this. I'm not gonna name. I'm not gonna name anyone today, just simply because I, I don't want to like put anyone on the shit. Essentially, even though this person is a civilian, but they said, I think the army standard uh, standard is higher, but I think your position within the army then dictates your ability to maintain that fitness, or well, that's how I how it seems from the outside. The boys I know in the bootnecks, for instance, are monsters. Whereas I have a mate who is some sort of medic who can run for days, but his fitness, like overall fitness, isn't amazing.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's role dependent. Yeah.
0: But there should be a minimum standard. And then he went on to say, um, I'll just miss out a bit or he responded to what I said. He basically said he was in the cadets. He goes, yeah, I know I'm hard. <laughs> and he goes, an officer once said to us, it doesn't matter what role you go into, you are a soldier first, which I suppose is what you get told pretty much from day one. You're always a soldier first, even if you're maybe a cadet." for Maybe not a example. cadet,
1: but for... Yeah, you know,
0: maybe, yeah maybe not. But, <laughs> this, but this
1: fucking... <laughs> saying that, I know everyone yeah. takes the piss out of that, but look, if we take away the novelty of that quote, uh, take it away and stop taking the piss for a second, it is still true at the end of the day. It is still true. Since fucking people, there have been moments where people have had to go above their what they've expected of their job role, especially when they are in the field or actually during wartime. One of the Look, craziest at, Zulu, look, at, look
0: at fucking Zulu, Tom. Royal <coughs> engineer, Chard, he was there Mate, for a construction task and had to lead the fucking camp against what thousands about, of Zulus.
1: What about in the Second World War, during the, the fight in the, in, in the Pacific, where the fucking US dentist... The US <laughs> really? dentist yeah. had to go absolute fucking Rambo against the Japanese trying to kill all his knocked out um, patients. That's crazy. You know? Now, the thing is, obviously, we're talking about fucking 60, 70, 100 years ago with Zero War, 100 years plus. But still, you never know. You never, you know. never know, are, yeah. Let's be honest, there's a whole thing about RLC, etc. or the REMFs. If right, a gets, no, no, but listen, <laughs> if a Remph gets into contact straight away, something's gone wrong because that isn't supposed to technically yeah, happen.
0: Yeah, okay, okay. Do you want to explain what REMF is, mate, for people who don't understand? That, a rear so.
1: echelon motherfucker, basically the people that are not frontline combat. So, if someone that is expected to kind of be at the rear of a war zone or a conflict suddenly gets into contact or conflict with the enemy, something's gone wrong down the line. Don't matter, you're still soldier first. So, you could go into that job role thinking, i'm not going to be kicking in doors etc it don't matter because shit can always hit the fan so you do have to have this minimum standard at the end of the day and yeah, yeah. you could be a chef you could be a dentist you could be a construction worker you're, you are a soldier first especially if you're getting attached to certain people as well you know people that want to go for medic you know uh, medical yeah. corps etc you can be attached <laughs> you've always you've always got to be prepared
0: so i'll follow on again so this we have quite a long conversation this with this one here so I mean, it's no easy feat the things you guys do, but I do think some might get comfortable to desk and relax into it, as we did say. Also, fitness mm. is a one-dimensional, but you should have one dimension. Okay, yeah, so they mean like you should have that standard. And there's, he's obviously saying there's, there's a lot of dimensions to this, but the, at the end of the day, soldiers should have that one-dimensional mode yeah. of oh, fitness. And then we talked about like the standards that is now. Um, and he was like, when he did like the RAF swimming test, he was like, is that it? Um, and then <laughs> I talked to him about the, the new standards, which we're going to go into any, but he was like, yeah, I've heard that. And then he said something like, he said it seems quite similar a lot a lot of the services, like emergency services, for example. They seem to make in the standard, looks, from an outside point of view, he's saying it looks like they're making it easier to get numbers.
1: <sighs> How controversial does all want to be here?
0: Yeah, exactly. We can come on to it later, though, Tom, when we come on to the actual test. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we'll move on to the next one. But that
1: person has got a very serious point.
0: There we go. So this next person... Honestly, it's pathetic. When I joined, I remember smashing myself for six months solids, got to training, and I was shocked at the state of everyone. I still am now. <laughs> I know this person really are well, a fucking really top guy. It's, it's quite funny that. <laughs> Say how you feel. Yeah, exactly. Okay, this is a good one, so I'll try and paraphrase this one. Okay, so here's my 50p. Unless you have a proactive chain of command, so like chain of command, if you're not really aware, like that would be like the, the ranks above you, essentially. So we're looking at like the senior members of your, like if you're in a, a, a regiment, for example, you have the senior members the ones who are in charge, Prince
1: basically,
0: <laughs> Prince Andrew. So unless you have a proactive training commander, it is very hard to influence change from, uh, you know, the perceived physical training norms. This person then said they left a station that afforded new methods and embraced the change culture uh, to develop, basically, their subordinates, and they found it very, very hard to replicate that where they are now to where they were before, and that's because the seniors, like the chain of command in this new place unwilling to understand the benefits of the new system because they are basically uncomfortable mm. and they have to learn that it's not tying their laces and running so essentially just to sort of paraphrase, he's basically saying that he's struggling at his new place because the people in the training command above him are very old school they're used to the old ways of oh we just run everywhere we just run we run we run we don't have to do anything else and they don't want to adapt to the change
1: have we had this person on the podcast before Really, ah, oh, no, no, I thought that person. was a certain someone. Then yeah. it sounds exactly like someone we've spoken to before. Um, I'll sh- I'll that show was you a really good is. point, though. No. Um, show
0: you who it is because you know won't put this on YouTube. Is that that person? Is that the boss? Yeah, that, do you recognise him?
1: Yep, I do. But it's not. That wasn't who I was thinking of. Yeah, but that, that's who. That's who
0: said that. Yeah. So that's that. Please, that's please keep him it's,
1: anonymous, by the way, because he's awesome. Yeah,
0: this person <laughs> is very high up as well. Who said that? Yeah, and the fact that he, there's people he's even above a fucking him.
1: really good bloke. Uh, what he does for people. But moving on from that, uh, that was a really good point. Um do you know what, even on Civy Street, I have a similar problem with, with like the process of change, where people are so set in, like management in particular, I'm going to say management is set in their ways, and that the slightest change in something can completely throw it off, make people feel uncomfortable they it, unwilling to enforce it. until eventually, don't like
0: change, mate. It's quite inheriting yeah. our nature not to not to really like
1: change. And if you have got people above you that ain't kind of like sticking to this new route, the, the, the new change then it becomes very hard to make it become the new the new norm, if that makes sense. And it can be very fucking off putting to be honest with you and demoralising when your chain of commands aren't even encouraging it.
0: Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Like I, I replied to Massive this person difference. Actually, I replied to this person saying that we've got a well I when I was there obviously I'm not anymore. As of today, uh, we had a sergeant major, at our uh, old unit, who was really into it, Really into his PT. Really fucking like on top of it. Used to get everyone involved, and you could tell the difference in attendance numbers, in the level of fitness, yeah. nothing. Whereas you'd see other places, other sort of squadrons within that regiment, who would be numbers would be lower. N- sort of not really much of a fuck given about PT as much because their training command wasn't as invested in PT as much. It just shows you how you it think makes in a the difference how
1: leading from the front, of course, inspire people. But you'd think
0: it'd all be in unison because we're all one big regiment. But it, it doesn't matter. Your chain command's huge, and as, as that guy correctly said there, like it it does make a massive difference. So um, it's sort of the PT. Joe, you know
1: what some of the best times I I had with my my unit was when R O C would actually fucking get green kit on and come out into the field with us because mm. he just generally loved what he did. Yeah, and he's for for a much older bloke as well because he went from regulars to reserves. Mate, and how much of a difference does that make for the lads? The morale
0: goes up because they're like fucking. It's a fucking major just coming around there, just like doing and-
1: just just watching him like doing leaps and bounds and fucking absolutely smashing positions uphill. Fucking, it was it was great. It, it makes was a great. huge difference. And you know, then you have got younger guys who just who you know like <laughs> younger NCOs, and it's just like. Mate, I wouldn't fucking follow you into a fucking ditch if you paid me, which is pretty much what is (laughs) happening here in this situation. But, like, yeah, yeah. having a higher up being that inspiring, it's just so infectious. Yeah. And there's that old thing, isn't it, about like going to war with people where I mean, I've never actually got to go to war, but you can kind of see it in regards to you will follow certain people. Yeah. No matter how rough it is, you will follow certain people. And when you have like a, a very uninspiring chain of command, NCOs, it makes a massive difference. Uh,
0: next one is so I'm at a mixed unit working with the RAF, and their fitness levels differ to the army and the way they do business. So I, I recall having a conversation with this person. Actually. I'm sure he said that they don't actually have PT. They are just expect they they have ins to do their own fits, but they're just expected that if they pass the tests, they're left they're left alone. If they pass a the te- if they don't pass a the test, then they obviously get smashed. If they're they're basically because obviously they don't have like the RFT as we're going to... Go. They don't have like the same tests as the Army do. So I think his understanding was you do your own PT. If you pass a test, you're fine. You're left alone. <sighs> what, what do you, how do you feel about that? Well, I think it's, it's, it's very different, the RAF and the Army, in terms of like what you're expected to do. Do
1: you know what? I, I, I kind of agree... With, I do kind of like how, look, as long as you pass, you are able to do it then just do what you need to do. But at the same time, I think Fizz, in this setting, in a military setting, Fizz is also a bonding experience.
0: Yeah, I'd say team cohesion is huge, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So, and and you get to push each other on, and sometimes, sometimes seeing the person next to you going a little bit further, you're like, no, I don't want to be fucking lost. I last, feel like a it. lot of
0: the job roles in the rough, though, they, I don't think it would fit their culture of like doing a, a hacking fucking log run. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't like, think
1: they have to do that when they're flying planes or that's helicopters. What thought, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I mean, maybe the RAF Reg would have something different because obviously they're a little bit Are we talk about now. them?
1: Are we going to go there? Are we going to mention it?
0: Let's not get controversial. Have we Uh, ever mentioned
1: a (laughs) five-miler?
0: Let me finish this quote. So so obviously that's (laughs) the way they do business. Um, There is also units of Army Air Corps here and their fitness isn't high in comparison to say an unit or even my old engineer unit. As I said, COVID has had a huge impact with regards to conducting the RFT and the SCR. So they're the two fitness tests we're going to talk about later. Um, So people are just in effect return to fitness. We had a bit of back and forth. He basically said, "Yeah, I agree. Self, there's self-discipline to do PT, and there was loads of opportunities, even in the height of the lockdown, one hour a day for a walk." But essentially, what they're saying is, which is other people have said as well, is there's a lot of different aspects to the military. Obviously, if we just look at the army, for example, there's multiple different cat badges. I know we said soldier first, but if you compare a parachute regiment to a a detachment of clerks, you cannot expect them to be at the same level of fitness. Do you know what I mean?
1: No, no, of course. So. But at the same time, at the same time, I have met people who have the rent position ever, but they would fucking, they should be going special forces with their fitness. But if they're not up for it, I've always said it about you. Oh, I've well, always said yeah. it about you, haven't I? Yeah. Well, what are you like, ninth fittest bloke in the army or
0: something like that? Yeah. Something or like seventh. that. Seventh. <laughs> <laughs> leaving I on a high. Yeah, well.
1: You never got first place, Bill. Do you, do you remember that fucking.
0: Um, what was it? Yeah, that dentist. Yeah, in World War do you remember Two. Him? No, no, the fucking dentist in the art. Do you remember him? He, he, he came to that competition I held at, um, at the barracks. Yeah,
1: I remember you telling me. The yeah, he was having unit. a about it. Yeah. yeah, he's
0: a fucking. He's an army commando. The size of the guy is fucking massive, but he's an army dentist. So he is literally like not even a combat role at all. But he's done the commando course, which is a fucking like a heavily. Sort of infantry space. Very sort of physically, course. yeah.
1: Yeah. Was it, 30, 34? Like 30, how many miles they got to do at the oh, end?
0: Oh, yeah, you do a 30 mile yomp, isn't it, at the end, I think it is. Yeah, oh, and then you, do, you have to do like, all these speed marches, you've got all these obstacle courses, you have to do, and time climb a 30 foot rope with like full kit on and stuff. And he's a fucking dentist, and he decides as Garnacy, he's one of the biggest blokes I've ever seen.
1: Um, yeah, he's a dentist. <laughs> Imagine your dentist just coming to the room and they've got the dagger on, the, you know,
0: fuck. You walk in there, mate. you know, you've got like the little white short sleeve t-shirts that dentist wears. He's just there filling it out, like stacked as fuck. And he's holding so, like a,
1: to be fair, <laughs> what better qualification to have as a dentist than being a commando as well? You know, they're in and out before you know. Yeah, you know, he's using a he can do it with the, out. He, he extracts teeth with the lights off. The, li- <laughs> the lights off. <laughs> yeah. Wearing their little pullover. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Love that. Next one. So, oh, this is another emotional reaction. 90% of fat weasels who shit themselves at the whisper of a single burpee. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> whisper of a single burpee. Do I, do
1: I know this person? It sounds like I might. No, I don't think you know this. No? Okay.
0: I love that. I was going to say it again because it's quite funny.
1: Just the last bit. Yeah shit
0: themselves at the whisper of a single burpee. You could just imagine all like, the absolute... like I don't even know how to describe them. You know, the ones who just... Basically, all the ones who are always injured and shit affairs. fizz. Like, yeah, someone me. whispers burpee, and they're like <laughs> running... I love that. That was a, a cracker. that. Whoa, okay, here we go. So, this is a long one. So This is from someone who was previously serving. This person was uh, in the Remi, So, that's the... If you're not aware, that's the Royal Electrical Mechanical Engineers. So, it's quite a, a trade-based... Um, so as Tom called them earlier, remps, essentially. No, a soldier's curse yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But as Tom said, they're basically ones who, you know, wouldn't be fully frontline essentially. essentially. Um, so when I was serving, we would have bods in their late teens slash twenties, right way up to their fifties. Each generation had its whippets who would run eight miles before breakfast. And they'd also have someone who couldn't reach the bottom of the stairs without needing resuscitating. <laughs> as far as I know, even the PFA... Um, which is the sort of the personal fitness assessment so that's the old fitness test has changed dramatically which means the standard of fitness has changed there will always need to be that level that you must not drop under subject to age obviously we'll come on to the age thing is different now you don't really you don't really need to have ninja-like stamina in terms of physical fitness and appearance not everyone wants to be chiseled and if you know the british Army, you'll know that our country is protected by borderline alcoholics who would sooner go whoring in germany than run a marathon he's got a valid point there 11 level of physical strength is hundred percent needed, as you'll soon know, as you soon know yours during a session of battle PT. Predominantly, it's all endurance, with a seventy to thirty percent mind to body ratio, in my opinion. Makes a good point there, though, in terms of the mind to body stuff. As we said at the start, there, the mind is a is a big part of fitness in the massive, military. Massive, yeah,
1: massive part of it. You
0: can look pretty average, but if you've got solid mental robustness, you'll find these people—they could be on a log and they just won't let it go. Yeah. yeah, you'd be like, well, "Where the fuck does this come from?" Jesus.
1: Not only that, but um, I, I kind of feel like I'm getting ahead of myself here because I want to talk about it more in depth later on. But what people don't seem to understand is that athletic ability is very specific to how you train. Mm. So for a lot of these guys, okay, they might not look the part, but specificity, I mean, once again, look at things like rugby players, etc. Some of these guys look like, if you looked at them, it's like, okay, they're they're big fuckers, but I couldn't, wouldn't guess they was an athlete. They just look like they're down their boozer. Yeah. A lot of uh, people in the British Army, or I'd say military worldwide, to be honest with you, might not look physically fit, but they have been built for specificity at the end of the day. Next one. So this is this is actually a really good point like on this one. So we have nothing to
0: focus our training on, so you just end up training for the sake of training without having a name. PT is definitely better than it used to be, where it used to be just endless runs. More more competition would be something. So this is a person who's been in the army for a very long time. Um, and I think the point... There's a couple of people actually made the same point about nothing to focus on. So what I mean by that is is there's no real sort of, I'd say punchy tours coming up so like back in the days of you know the Herricks and stuff and it was afghanistan kicking off in iraq and that yeah,
1: hericks so it was helix
0: that's what i mean there was yeah, there, that, right. there was a solid aim there if you know you're going to fucking war you are going to make sure you are physically you've got a lot of motivation there to be physically prepared whereas now yeah. there's not really anything happening it's all just a lot of construction tours well obviously wells and the engineers have a lot of people going on construction tours even infantry when they go out and do stuff they're basically just stagging on
1: Right. They're just staggering in sangers and stuff. Everything at the moment just now feels experimental, doesn't
0: it? So I can understand that point. It's not. It's not a massive excuse. You still. You should still be prepared for anything because yeah, could wage what a job for hat. But I get the point of well, if there's nothing really happening, it's very hard to motivate you. Especially like when yeah, I mean motivation is crucial. Having that end mm. goal perhaps can make it make a big difference. So I understand that point.
1: However, world events can move very very quickly. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> Here we go. So here's another one this is from another person who's actually a civilian. Did my work experience at RAFC Cromwell in year 10. <laughs> Got the sit-in on an officer training school PT session. In my head, since then, military fitness was above and beyond. I also remember one of the lads that did that work experience to me kept decent pace with them on the run after the class.
1: They were trying to impress you. Yeah, basically. The RAF liked to impress children. <laughs> Wasn't Prince Andrew RAF? Prince Andrew?
0: He flew
1: in Falklands,
0: didn't he? Yeah, he went yeah. to Falklands, yeah. Cheeky little fucker. This, I'm just gonna read this one. I'm just, I'm just gonna read this one because is a cheeky little fucker, this one. So he put <clears throat> excuse me. Don't make PTIs like they used to. <laughs> little fucker. <laughs> this person this person clearly knew my job, bro. Off your Christmas list. Okay, so this is a good one. I think a lot I think a lot of the time it isn't progressive and people don't improve. And a lot of the time you aren't getting educated about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. unless you're into training yourself phys is just an activity to break up the working day rather than something you'd improve on I mean there are some knowledgeable PTIs but I wouldn't say many
1: yeah I'd agree with that straight away
0: there's obviously a lot to that but yeah straight away it's. I'll, we'll, we'll talk about more as we talk about how PT is as a whole because look basically talk about the system as it is itself but yeah at that point
1: I think it's getting better but a quick answer yeah I'd agree
0: so next one on paper the army is definitely improving in terms of fizz the regs do a good program it's refreshing to see more barbell sessions to build strength this isn't really filtering into the reserves though so tom will get your points now, actually after we don't get in enough to do much pt and the odd session tends to be body weight slash power bag slash dumbbell circuits tabato is very popular but doesn't offer meaningful gains i'd be interested to see how reservists doing the rfts i expect lots will get injured or broken either training for themselves or during the tests themselves what would you say your thoughts are on that, Tom, as said, someone who's been in the reserve sort of environment? What is PT?
1: I'm I'm going to go out on a whim here, and I'm, I actually have a feeling that it is going to be different depending what unit you're in with your reserves. Yeah, I, um, I wouldn't say
0: what unit this person's in, because they're still in the reserves, but it's not. <laughs> obviously, uh, yours, yeah, obviously <laughs> your, unit, your unit um, obviously a lot, it was an infantry base on, wasn't it? So,
1: Do you know what? it's The, the, the PT I did in unit... It's just all over the place. Really? Um, I don't want to throw things under the bus here, but I'll be honest with you. Look, the, the, what I was part of was going through some very political turmoil in regards to its structure. Because of that, we didn't have a, a set training program. Everything was everywhere, including the you know the NCOs, etc. Everyone was being swapped around all over the place. So we had no structure from the beginning. However from the PTI, PTI did do the PTIs were all X regs right but when they was X when there was PTIs in the regs it was when fins were old school so you can probably imagine how that went down basically yeah just getting people- smashed bait uh, now I want to say getting smashed. Yeah, you was getting smashed, but they had obviously been spoken to about the whole high injury rate thing since then. So it wasn't as bad as what it used to be. But I mean, um, yeah, it, there was not a lot of structure. Not a lot of structure. We did have like a crusty old gym with some like fucking barbells that were half worn out, etc. But yeah, well, I'll be, but I'll be honest with you, with with the reserves, it is part time. So with the time, with the stuff you are doing, unless you are doing like an RFT, etc., or you're on exercise, etc., all your all your phys is expected to be done in your own time, literally. Yeah. However, from my personal experience, and I know it's a running joke that you know all reserves are big fat biffs, etc. People that are joining the reserves, to, and obviously this isn't all of them. But I would actually go as far as to say most of them, but the people that join the army reserves are taking time away from their civilian jobs, etc. to do this because they, they generally want to do it. Fleming isn't just a paycheck. It is, they choose to do it. Does that make sense? It's almost like they're, they're more hungry for it because it isn't their usual nine to five. They are willing to do the fizz outside of their hours and they tend to be a little bit more dedicated. Okay. Also, a lot of reservists, it seems a bit different now, getting a lot more younger guys going into it. But uh, reservists do tend to be kind of more older people. Some of them are, well, a lot of them, a lot of them are ex-regs. But the people that are just signing up with no military experience do tend to be kind of more older people who have like, they're already into their fitness. The ones that aren't tend to phase out pretty rapid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But in regards to actual yeah you know, structure, there doesn't seem to be any. Yeah.
0: Next one that came in was very similar. told me one we had earlier. So the self pride is gone, and also with Herrick not a thing anymore. I don't think people care anymore, or mm-hmm. has sort of a collective to work towards. It's very similar to what I said before, having that purpose to essentially drive towards to be fucking super fit. <sighs>
1: Joe, we need a good war, didn't we? That's what it is. I mean, I'd rather there wasn't a war. I'll be honest with you, Tom. Um, I don't know, but it'd wouldn't be good. would not be ideal. <laughs> what we need is another good war, <laughs> another atrocity.
0: Ooh, fucking, this is a punchy one here, Tom. So, fucking, all right, brace yourself. This is this is fully this is actually really really insightful conversation. So they've put hey currently a serving PTI. I work at a training establishment. I work at a training establishment where I see firstly the standard of people what are being accepted into the army, the initial fitness tests, and I then take them through phase one fitness, which has all the good intentions of educating soldiers. You know, teaching all the you know about different form of different lifts, giving them the tools to hopefully continue to develop a strong body for the duration of the career. However, this takes time considering some PTIs don't train like that themselves or might not yet buy into the new system and also it means with less cardio the overweight people seem to be overweight for longer. Worst of all, I would say in relation to fitness, is the lack of good nutrition. The cookhouse doesn't support the amount of output the recruits do, particularly with protein, so we want them to build muscle but don't feed them properly and it also creates crazy eating habits for the future.
1: We have spoken about this before and we did that part about the cookhouse. We That is scarily like something we've spoken about before, if you remember. Remember when we was going through our whole socioeconomic phase?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, about,
1: yeah. And we said how with the army, actually in regards to, you can have all the fizz you need uh, with the army, but nutritionally it's not the best of places. Mm. Because outside of what you get in, like with the scoff house, Outside the scoff house, where is the local food sources? If you're allowed outside of camp, it's usually rife with chip shops, kebab houses, etc. What's on camp? Fucking spa, you know. Mate, a crisps, it, it? Um, there's, a Papa
0: jo- there's a Papa
1: John's in Catrick. In Pirbright, there's a Papa John's.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? But I can see, I can see what I'm saying. I mean, I, there's a reason I've, I've been cooking in the block for like the last fucking th- three years.
1: What <laughs> are you allowed to? <laughs>
0: well, probably not. But
1: <laughs> Then have your plugs clipped. But yeah, once again, um, you know, you can't, you, you can't pop, especially for recruits. Yeah. For recruits, what are you supposed to do nutritionally, apart from what they serve you in the scoff house? Um, it's all very well giving lectures on nutrition, etc. But then once you leave that lecture, it's like, well, fuck, the only, the only local food source I have that's also affordable for my current wage is, yeah, fucking getting hula hoops, crisps. You know, so yeah, really good comment That
0: is, There's more. Don't, I, we haven't finished yet. We had a quite a bit of back and forward this one with this one. So I basically asked, Are you finding that overweight people are being accepted into the army? And they basically put, Yeah, 100%. It's actually so scary to see so many young people that are overweight. So I was like, I went on a bit. Um, and then I basically asked, How is this happening? Because but I was is like. Is this a bit,
1: through BMI or actual body fat? A little caveat to that.
0: I, well, I'm, I'm thinking, Well, she said, Yeah, it's scary. She's put to see. So I'm guessing she's looking at people and going, You look overweight. Yeah,
1: um, the only caveat to that is because I tend to train people that are going into the military as well mm. at, at civilian gyms is they tend to go off of BMI, so it's like, okay, oh shit, yeah. So the the army overweight.
0: doesn't use BMI, the army uses BCM, so you basically do height, weight and waist, so they measure your waist.
1: Why the fuck are they asking my pe- my, my clients for BMI?
0: <laughs> I, I don't know, we, I, I've not done BMI for it, we do BCM now
1: bear in mind this is for actual recruits this is selection so yeah
0: okay Um, so this person spoke to the recruiting centre because I wanted to obviously find out and they said basically in the recruitment centre they're the civilians who follow a tick sheet and then they went on this is a really important one this is really surprising this okay so they said mental health is another thing they don't screen heavily enough for we have recruits turning up going man down with depression and suicidal thoughts when they have had previous history of this, and it isn't considered. It's such a freight on them as people, and also the people who have to deal with this. Mm. Um, I've had I've had people come through with such bad dyspraxia that they can't even talk properly, let alone how to back squat. But the obesity is awful because maybe they'll scrape through training, but then they will always dread PT at unit and most likely be unhappy and anxious, which which could then put them on a spiral of continued shit eating habits, etc. Um, etc. Et so quite a loaded one there. Sort of the mental health thing. What surprised me at that point is the army has been pushing about mental health for like the last few years now. It's like a massive drive, and the fact they're letting people in who've got previous—surely that's a bit of a failure.
1: Um, a couple of things for me is one, the army and mental health is just yeah a fucking nightmare. Don't, don't get me started with that. Um, one, no, sorry, it's two. That whole big deal there about, you know, just about scraping through training or selection and then actually ending up becoming really anxious and dreading PT, that is a massive deal. It's huge, yeah. That is a massive deal. I'm so glad uh, whoever this person that sent this in has actually mentioned that. And I'm hoping if any PTIs are listening to this, they actually take this into account. Now, this isn't a saying that you've got to be soft and you've got to be overly lenient and you've got to gentrify yourself, but it is something to take into account: is that the more than you make someone hate PT, the less chance they are to build that self-efficacy to actually do it in their own time. Mm. Yeah, remember we're supposed to be building people up. Now, yeah, is, now really obviously, we still we still need look PTIs still need to be cunts. You, you, we can't take that away because at the end of the day, you still need soldiers, don't you? You still need soldiers. You need to be working in a very harsh environment and a very stressful environment. But to the point where, let's be honest, some PTIs are just fucking bullies. It is, oh, yeah. It's yeah that's a mass that's a really good comment that they just made there.
0: you could argue there's a fa- a failing on the part of either the, the the training process through training or the recruit the recruitment process for letting these people in in the first place as harsh as that sounds if someone looks like they're gonna struggle already yeah. before they' even got in you're kind of setting them up to fail
1: almost you um I mean? this this kind of actually goes hand in hand with another comment that was made earlier on and look, let's be honest here, the army is just looking for numbers, yeah a lot of yeah. people are just being kept in just for numbers <laughs> yeah it's just... getting food just for numbers
0: and it is frustrating we'll come on to more later on as we get into some other comments but yeah i think did i say any...
1: let me just double check if they said anything else okay
0: we go got it so i'll be interested another...
1: to hear it because some good ones so far yeah
0: we're in a weird place i think in the army of adjusting to a new generation of people coming through which is true and also transitioning with the times of the world we're also trying to keep some sort of strength for the military um it's very interesting to be a part of I think that's true. We are in a. Obviously, every generation changes. Where you know the, the world, you can tell just by looking at the army adverts now. The generation of people they're trying to appeal to is very different to what people are before. Mm. It doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. I mean, we've we've got to adapt. You've got to adapt to the to the generations.
1: I mean, those advertisements were
0: awful. They were awful. You're right, but <laughs> apparently, apparently Let's they be honest. worked. Apparently, apparently they worked though. A
1: little too well, be, obviously.
0: If you look, um, they, they should, I, I don't know how much of this was just fucking them trying to pull the wall over, but, but they showed us some stats at one point. I was in some meeting somewhere. They showed us some stats saying how the actual rec- that recruitment drive was actually a massive success in terms of the numbers. Um, because you've got to think, what? they are appealing to a different generation, whereas the people who are I'd were be
1: interested, in- though, is seeing the retention of those recruits, though, a month into their phase one. <laughs> well, that's, I think that's actually what someone said, because the people who we were watching it, and we were like, obviously, when we joined...
0: We were, we were targeted in a very different way to the way that new people were being targeted. So obviously we're not going to like it. But then they said to us, well, it wasn't advertised for you. We didn't make these adverts for you. We made them for the current generation.
1: I was trying to think of like some of the taglines for those old advertisements. Or is it like uh, losers like me or, you know, all these, you know, where basically you could be yourself. Yeah. And this, yeah, one month thing, you realise I can't be myself. <laughs> the adverts have lied to me. <laughs> the
0: army was putting too much... Um, I think they're putting too much faith in their own ability to change people into soldiers through training. Do you know what I mean? They were assuming it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what like what your background is. We will turn you into a fucking super fit fighting soldier by the end of your training. And unfortunately, as we're finding out, it's not mm. always the case.
1: No, it's not always the case. I mean, it's always been like that. To be honest with you, yeah, of course like, it has. yeah, it's always, always going to be uh, like the, that, the yeah. military's always been kind of romanticised. And when people think about oh, being in the military, the first thing they think of is just in the uniform, with a weapon, I don't know, having like a, we've all thought about having a last stand somewhere, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, when you actually go there and you realise, fuck, actually, this is, you know, very stressful, you know, and it's a lot of fizz involved, suddenly they them. their, yeah. they changed their minds. Uh, I've just found the recruitment posters, so yeah, phone zombies, yeah, army needs you, selfie addicts, uh, to be fair, current state of the army, that is true, there are a lot of selfie addicts. Yeah. Um, Me, me, me! Millennials, yep. Snowflakes, yeah. Look, to be honest with you, this this was awful advertising. I'm probably one of the most lenient people in the fitness industry, but when it comes to the army, you are looking for a very specific mindset and recruit. Who the fuck they was targeting with these posters? I have no idea. The the (laughs) new ones, better though. They
0: brought they brought back explosions and shit, and some of the newer ones.
1: Explosions and shit, um, bayonetting children. Fucking what? What?
0: God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bayonet. Yeah. All fucking the good well. stuff. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, right, next one. So, this is the first person actually made a comment about my special wording. So, they put. Um, perform above average yes i don't think a certain looks matters uh, a certain look matters i was then um, basically saying yeah well, like that's basically what i was going for um i don't think aesthetics account for much until you start getting into realms of clearly being overweight then i do believe that's going to have a negative effect on performance for sure so obviously if you get to a point where you're getting you know quite a bit of timber yeah it's obviously going to slow you down essentially increase the chances of slowing you down uh next one fitness in the military is shit um you know what i've been through mate and i can still be all of them so this person also won't name them, but you, uh, they went through some stuff uh, like, uh, illness wise, quite serious, and they're still saying they can beat people. So they're obviously not too impressed. And they're a PTI as well. So, okay, this one's really good. I like this one. I could rant all day about this, but I'll try to keep it to the point. I think it's probably better now, but when I was in the regs, I could pass all of my fitness tests, never failed one, but when it came to actual PT, runs mostly, I just found it so hard to keep up with the lads and the pace that it was always run at. And for that, I got given a lot of shit and dreaded every PT session. The place I was at, it was always a run. I asked for help and got told to just stop being lazy. Of course, fitness is needed. But I think I think there's still a big difference to what you're expected to do for tests than what you do for PT with your unit. Like, why is a two K best effort under 10:30, then you're doing a steady state run at five min kilometre pace? It's a very very valid point, actually. Hopefully, it's better now. Um, ask for help. I just think the attitude in general is tests don't mean shit, and you're a bit of a shit soldier if you're not up the front every PT session, or if you're un- if you're unfit, you just need to be fit by next week, or you know you're just not trying hard enough this is good hopefully that makes sense maybe i was just a biff but rant's over
1: (laughs) no that makes perfect sense and it's actually one of the reasons why i'm glad that things are changing the right direction with the army and fitness to be fair
0: i can i I get that point because i i see it on pt mate even where i was just there but i've seen it before there's certain standards on the pt tests which are very low as we're going to come on to but then you can go on a pt session and you'll get absolutely thrashed into your life Mm. you could pass every test so essentially you're you know according to the army you are deployable you're operationally deployable because your fitness but then pt will be very very different
1: once again this kind of comes down to what i was talking about earlier with like being specifically adapted to something mm. you yeah. know racing snakes are always gonna be fucking racing snakes but as soon as they get a bergen on their back or weapon in hand or something heavy suddenly they're not in shorts and trainers and fucking ankle socks so they got a bit of weight on them and they're on uneven ground and they're just collapse but at the same time the person that struggles with like a nice squatted run is an absolute marching beast and actually has that mental fortitude where they can smash enemy positions etc
0: i was thinking an important note there is that is the language as well we spoke about earlier about um, people dreading pt i think that's another example just getting you know getting given shit every pt session just because you don't happen to be at the front of a run and then you're now dreading pt what was What's what's that yeah. achieved? You know what? What, what is actually achieving? I, I, I think mm. we need to be careful. We talk about language a lot, but even in the military, people need to be careful what they say.
1: That that isn't us being snowflakes, by the way. Swear away. We're just talking about how we structure the translation of what recruits can take away from things. All soldiers. Um, this one's not actually
0: military related, but I've just read it again, and I need to make sure you now. Tom, uh, Mike, one of the listeners of the show, uh, big big paramedic from uh, Canada. He says, I cannot get over phosphate tilly-listerine. <laughs> I laughed way harder. Than oh, I yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. If you listen to our last episode yeah. on, um, what was our last episode on again?
1: Phosphate tilly-listerine. Yeah. But
0: what, what, was, what was the actual topic? I
1: forgot what it was. No it. idea. What, I was, thought it what the topic was it Was It was literally last week. Uh Oh, it's quite oh, ironic i forgot forgotten because it was New Yeah, it was i went and taking a piss. I generally that forgot. Was de- that was
0: definitely intentional, but no. Yeah, so that was, if you ever listened to that, that was our episode of new Tropics. One of the ingredients was called uh, phosphate titty listerine. Phosphate titty listerine. Yeah, we titty. called it phosphate titty listerine. Yeah. Uh, he said he's going to give us a crash course on medical terminology, so we very much appreciated.
1: Ron, we gave him a crash course on medical <laughs> yeah, terminology. <laughs> yeah, we tell. Yeah, t- yeah,
0: Fuck you, Mike. <laughs>
1: yeah, the correct term is phosphate titty listerine.
0: Right. Anyway, let's get back on track back into the army stuff right what's this one here so okay here we go there's another person actually who said the say who picked up my intentional wording I don't think they should look above average in fitness it's like saying does a PT who is ripped does fit have more knowledge and insight than a PT who isn't as such it's also a valid point you get PTs who might not look as ripped as another one but they'll have way more knowledge and way more experience which is a fair point <laughs> oh, yeah exactly I, can't tell they 60 kilo. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell someone how to do more <laughs> yeah, you can tell someone how to do more I do think their fitness level should be above average though which doesn't always mean their look will reflect this mainly because average fit, fitness levels in the majority are poor if you look at if you look at society at the moment health and fitness is quite low we are a society we are a society um, someone just put don't get me started and I didn't say anything else I tried prompting it, but they didn't want to say Say no it. more. This is quite a high up person as well, though, to be fair, so that doesn't surprise me. Oh, say no more. <laughs> I think I'll do, yeah. So, uh, fuck me. We're, right up, we're up to an hour already, Tom. I know. I, I wasn't expecting just, it to go this road. I told you, mate. There was just that many fucking like responses kind of Some of them are really good. Some some people put a lot of fucking <sighs> like, effort into them, so was really alive. good. I, pre- I mean, I appreciate the um, appreciate all the comments that came in because it, it
1: was some really good, well thought. Yeah, out some ones
0: really, there. really well thought out. There, some really good points. I'm sure some of the there'll be more context added as we go.
1: Some like, of those, of I was really happy to hear that those people were PTIs as well. Yeah, exactly. Especially that one about you know creating more anxiety.
0: At this point, now we're going to a little jingle. So if you are not driving, you know,
1: go go, just go take a break, have a little stretch your legs, grab a cup of tea or some
0: sort of beverage, have a snack. And uh, after the jingle's done, we'll be back in for. Shoot up
1: some heroin. The, re- <laughs> the rest. What is it? Last week uh, you were talking about meth.
0: Now you're talking Have
1: you actually got a problem here? I, what, no, I'm watching breaking bad, again, I? Breaking, I'm breaking bad again, innit? Fucking Breaking Bad. I'm re watching Breaking Bad. I'm going
0: to phone Emma and tell her to fucking take away your DVDs.
1: And my meth. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your meth, yeah. Oh, God. God.
0: don't worry I won't keep you long but what a perfect opportunity as you're balls deep into this episode to tell you about our brand new Patreon where you can get even more great content from us and support the running of the podcast at the same time. So if you head over to patreon.com slash csgf podcast or you can see the link down in the show notes you'll see we currently offer three tiers. The first tier starting at the price of a cup of coffee but what you get with that is access to monthly Q&As, access to live podcasts, access to our Patreon feed with behind the scenes access and you also get to join our private discord server we right so hopefully we'll see you over at patreon.com slash podcast very soon right then let's get back into this week's episode okay then next part of the show so this is actually this this was going to be the bulk of the show the rest of this but we've actually probably spent more time on the the poll but anyway hmm. we'll start with how has fitness changed in the army so as I said at the start, I've now left. When I joined, it was very different. We did different tests. So and Tom would have been the same when he uh, first joined the reserve. So when I first joined, mm-hmm. it was something called the PFA and the AFT. So the personal uh, what is it, fitness assessment, whatever it was, that was a 1.5 mile run, mm-hmm. max push-ups, 40, yeah, was
1: push-ups,
0: push-ups. Yeah, 44 push Is it a minimum
1: of 44 push ups? Yeah, 44 push ups
0: in two minutes. And
1: same for sit ups, wasn't it?
0: Fifty sit ups. Fifty sit ups? <sighs> yeah, in two minutes. And that was we that was the 44. minimum and that was the minimum standard. Now, when you listen to that now in the day and age, you're probably thinking that's not a very good fucking test, is it? It's very basic, especially setups, it, because it didn't make sense either. Like, how is this specific to the role? Do you know one of the? Do you know one of the reasons I've heard why they did it? Is when It was conceived like back in the day, years. Fuck, I don't know it was the eighties, whatever it was. Apparently, it's because they. The Far looked- hadn't
1: been invented.
0: <laughs> they looked at what the most popular exercises were at the time. That's literally it. They looked oh, yeah, at yeah, what really? was the most popular exercise. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Apparently, they looked and went right. These are the most popular exercises. We'll get these because people will either be doing them and they'll be like, oh yeah, I could do that. Yeah, and, and they'll join.
1: Not only that, but it's equipmentless. <laughs>
0: yeah, very easy to do. It's equipmentless. It's cheap. Yeah.
1: Let's be honest.
0: So that was that was the old test. The difference with this one, though, is that the standards were different for male and female. And if you got to if you got yeah. to a certain age, I forgot the age was. I don't know if it was like thirty four or something. Basically, you would then get like an extra thirty seconds um, allotted for your runtime. So you'd get That's eleven right, minutes yeah. instead of ten thirty because you're you're older, essentially. But that yeah. now has changed. what We're going to. That was the gym based. Test. There was then mm. a green base test, the so one in your army kit, and your boots, and shit like that. that's called the AFT. And that was essentially an eight mile tab. So you're walking with a pack on. So you'd be wearing, depending on your, was it the same? I think it's depending on your cat badge. I can't remember now. Was it uh, badge? The weight would be Dependent. different per cat badge. Yeah, cat badge. Yeah. So for infantry, for example, I believe 25 kilos. 25 kilos, yeah. 25 kilos I think for engineers, I want to say 16 or 20, 16. Or twenty. Around that I can't really remember now. So it was one of those two. Yeah. Basically, depending on your cat badge, you have a different weight. And you have to walk eight miles. And for example, the standard was normally two hours. You'd have between one hour fifty and two hours is normally like that little window. They would say it would
1: be fifteen minute miles, but it was a lot yeah, spicier f- than fifteen minute miles.
0: Well, they have to do it a bit quicker because they want
1: to give you rest. Well, your rest would count as part of the time, wouldn't it? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So to water give you like breaks, a water break. Yeah. Plus, if someone fucking dropped their water bottle and stuff, it would all count. So yeah, plenty of time. It
0: was a pretty simple test. I mean, it was. It wasn't very difficult, unless you were quite maybe a small frame and the weight was an issue. But the only issue it was it was very boring. It was two hours of walking essentially.
1: The thing is, though, with the the eight mile tab, it was eight miles for military fitness tests. Like for, for, as a bog standard, is is quite a lot. I, think, I believe it's more than what like, the Americans were doing, etc. Mm. But traditionally, the British Army has kind of always been on its feet. Yeah. Like especially with, like Falkland's war where, you know, our transport carriers etc., ended up at the fucking bottom of the Atlantic. Yeah.
0: I and mean, powers are fucking yeah. charging across the fucking uh,
1: Americans, island. um and this isn't any offence to our American listeners, it's just the way things kind of are. But if you wanted to get from A to B, you'd have a Humvee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well what happens if that Humvee gets blown up? we'll, we'll just call another Humvee you know with, with uh, the uk it's a whole different thing we've always kind of been you know foot sloggers yeah that's why it
0: was at the time of that being conceived it made sense to have that because that was the army obviously now it's changed because for a good reason so, we shouldn't be expecting yeah. people to be walking eight miles plus it's a to get bit
1: somewhere now yeah you'd
0: be fucked wouldn't you so but,
1: the you old know, pff, going way back yeah it was just like always going from a to b on our feet on your mark one legs so now we've actually changed so
0: We've got some brand new tests which, you know, is that they're actually I think I've got the university but there there's like a load of studies done to try and like make an Uber test for the yeah. army. They look at
1: injury rates as well. Yeah, and all they're sorts, yeah. So breaks.
0: the first one, so to replace the peer face so the gym based one, it's something called the SCR now. Um it's not actually a test, it's a review. So basically an assessment. So you can't you you can get red on the system, which will basically say like if you're under standard, but you can't like fail it essentially it's basically an assessment to see where you are to see where you're lacking skills you so when need you to do be the next one. yeah so when you do the next one you'll be better off so basically this one is there's a lot more to it essentially so i'll rattle through what you've got you've got a medicine ball through is so what you do kilos uh four kilo four kilo ball four
1: kilos now yeah? four
0: kilo medicine ball so basically you sit you sit down legs straight out in front of you you've got your back against like a board or something or like mm-hmm. a wall and you simply have to push the ball in front of you as far as you can very simple yeah. you haven't got you haven't got to get very far i'll be honest the standard for that is i believe it's 1.2 meters if you think about that in your head that's not very far at all you throw a ball
1: you'd be surprised you'd... at how many people fuck that up though
0: yeah it's uh, people who are smaller there is a bit of a
1: technique as well where like people try and f- you've got to think it's weighted so if you just try and push it straight forward and you ain't got that much power anyway or false it's going to start going down straight away you've got to yeah. up, angle it just up a little bit um, yeah up a little bit yeah not too high, not too high though, Not too high because <laughs> yeah. it is weighted, yeah. and obviously you will lose that force. But yeah. yeah, of course.
0: You've then got the broad jump. So broad jump, you literally stand and still, you sort of adopt a half squat position, and then you just fry, throw yourself forward, two foot take off, two foot landing. Like a long that jump. one again. You've only got you've only got to get three point two meters. Another three point two. Sorry, I've seen uh, people
1: fucked that up too.
0: I've got the wrong way, sorry wrong way around there. So the medicine ball throw was three point two meters. The broad jump is 1.2 metres.
1: We're making this very confusing to anyone that wants to join. I know,
0: yeah, I do apologise. I was want to make it clear, though. The standards I'm saying now are for if you're at a unit, because when you join, yeah, as well, I think changes. we do talk about a little bit later on, the, the selection tests are very different. So you only do three of them. I think you do a deadlift pull, like on a machine. Was it a little fucking pull
1: machine thing? Out, Tom?
0: yeah mid thigh pull mid thigh pull I it mid five so, so i think you do that you do the ball, medicine ball throw and you do the 2k run i won't go mid-fi into it so mid five gonna... pull
1: is basically deadlifting on a contraption that is stuck yeah. to the floor yeah exactly i won't go into it but this
0: is basically what you do when you've got to a, a unit essentially after you're training so i've said the medicine ball throw broad jump you've then got shuttle sprints so you have to do yeah five 20 meter sprints you start on your belly so you start on the floor laying down and then PTO will fucking say go and then get up you sprint fucking blah blah blah. for that one you've got something outrageous like 40 odd seconds to pass it the average is about i don't know it's between 20 and 25 seconds normally so you can see like you you can pretty much like jog it essentially to pass that Mm. Uh, you've then got the hex bar deadlift once again you need about i think it's 10 reps at 60 kilos to pass so tom would probably fail I'll uh, be
1: honest. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I'll be honest with you. The hex bar when it is, everyone I've spoken to has said a different amount of reps for it and a different amount of weight. So I don't know what to say about that. I don't know. Once I again, don't, the army on confused, the same no. page.
0: I've been fucking. I'm confused. I and remember, and I've messaged it. you
1: about it and I messaged someone else about it because it was both different from when I did it. So with that, it's just look, just learn to do a hex bar deadlift, and as long as you get more than me. Which is 60 kg, you know. <laughs> He'd be all right, which, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. fuck me, I keep getting different answers for that. So yeah, pfft, but what, no. what, just once again, the stat—I've not, I don't think I've
0: seen anyone ever fail that or we'll get red on that. So, uh, and then the final thing you do. So you do all of those. You could do them pretty much in any order. Really, there is probably an actual order, but depending on space and how many numbers, you just do it random. But then the one you all do together at the end is the two-kilometer run. Now this is where it gets controversial. So all these tests are now age and gender neutral. So mm. doesn't matter. Man or woman, however old you are, the standard is the standard. Which on paper sounds amazing. You'd be like, "Fucking yeah, Roger!" Like, yeah, we're all in the army. We're all doing the same job. Bro, let's do it. Same fucking standard. But I'll, I'll put it to you after this. Okay, so the two K run now. So it's less than what it used to be. So it used to be a mile and a half. Two K is now four hundred meters less
1: than the mile and a half. Yeah, but mm. there is a little warm up beforehand. Oh yeah, you see, You do, you do, and then, and then, more. literally, as soon as you get to the. The the starting line from your warm up is like what ten seconds and yep off you go. It's a two k run. Tom, I'll, I'll mention the warm
0: up because Tom mentioned it. You do have to you do an eight hundred meter run beforehand, but it has to be done in five minutes. Now you got to do warm up. Yeah, you got to you got to do, do eight hundred meters and f- it has to be five minutes. So you have oh, to okay. walk, jog, walk, jog, yeah. walk, jog because you've got to long it out basically to do five minutes.
1: I never knew. I never knew that it was timed now.
0: Yeah, you have to time the warm up. Yeah, and you have a little shake off. You get time to have some fluids on, whatever. You're going to 2K run. So the old standard, mile and a half, which bear in mind, is 400 metres longer than the 2K, 10 and a half minutes. Or if you got to a certain age, you'd have 11 minutes. The new 2K run, you've now got, I might be wrong, give or take a fucking few seconds, but you've got 13 minutes and 10 seconds to do it.
1: What, for the 2K Yeah,
0: you've got 13 minutes and 10 seconds to do the 2K. Really? Yeah.
1: Might re-sign back up?
0: It's fucking not. Like, Honestly... <laughs> The amount of P- – obviously, we're not saying you know, running is a be-all and end-all because we know there's more to fitness, but mm. there's so many people now who have been doing this 2K who with the time they're getting, they're passing, but if they did the old PFA mile and a half, they'd all be failing. So many people out now because you'll be like, well, you've definitely failed because you 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 know you would not be able to do another 400 meters in fucking 30 seconds yeah, or something like that. So that's what the controversy is. People are basically arguing that, what they've done is because they've made it age and gender neutral. All they've done is they've brought the standard down so that the people who it was benefiting before can yeah. now still do it. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, no, no, of course. And, and oh, I,
0: I forgot one though. I forgot to mention one. Sorry, fucking lose my head. Now. I haven't taken any tropics. Have I? Pull-ups. Hmm. I was getting ahead of myself. So this is this is basically the same controversy. So guess how many pull-ups you need to be able to do, Tom?
1: Well. When I lost the SCR, it was when it first came into it, and we was told to just do as many as we could with the pull-ups. However, they said we haven't actually figured out what score we need to actually be getting yet. So I have no idea. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. So it's gender neutral, yeah? Gender and age neutral, yeah. I'm probably going to piss people off. I'm just going to guess and say f- three, five. You'd be happy to know, Tom, the
0: Army's still not worked it out because it's still <laughs> attempt. And that's it. You've got to attempt it. You could do half a pull up uh, and you'll still be okay.
1: I could just refuse to do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I'm, <laughs> mate. I <don't, sighs> Fucking
1: hell. When did this come into effect? What, 2019? Oh, God, no, yeah. It's been I a did while. it in 2019. Yeah. No. Yeah, I did. I did it in 2019, I'm sure. Honestly, I don't. Nope, 2020. I did it at the beginning of 2020 because I did it when I first got COVID without realizing. <laughs>
0: I don't want to go off on a fucking massive. We've been. I don't want to spend all, about an hour ranting on this topic. But there's yeah. people listening who know are probably just as frustrated as me. Is that those standards
1: are painfully low. Well, not only that, but like some of those, we couldn't even come to a conclusion of like. Well, I've heard different. You need to get to a different score for this one. Like with the hex bar deadlift, with the pull ups, etc. Even the two k run, I thought it was 11 minutes. You had to get it under. I don't know if it's we just don't if, know
0: <laughs> I think it's different at selection phase and training I'm not sure because mate the thing is, is they, got, they do different things selection at it, it might be
1: 13 minutes possibly I don't know
0: well thingy. someone earlier, another person said earlier about how they were in the regs but now that when they joined they were saying about the 2k 1030 I'm not sure if, if they meant the mile and a half or if they just meant that when they that joined that sounds like
1: a mile and a half to me but the thing, this is the problem with, with the army it's very hard for us to all sin from the same hymn sheet because we all get different ones yeah <laughs> It's a bit of a nightmare in that retrospect. But that's that's the SCR, though. But at the same time with the SCR, even though the standards might be a bit, yeah. The
0: test itself is better.
1: Looking at it itself, like the actual movements yeah. are like, actually, this ain't too bad. The only thing I'm a bit funny about is the med ball throw. Now, I understand from what, I, well, I say I understand from what I've heard, is it's supposed to simulate, well, just upper body power. So, like, yeah, it is, getting us yeah. It's simpler. When when you're doing like a fire maneuver, so laying on the ground and getting off the floor very quickly. It's a very basic push test. It's a very basic one. I would rather some kind of burpee. And I know that's controversial because people are like, burpees in the army in 2022. Oh, this is bad. And it's like. I, would rather I, think what
0: they're, I think what they're trying to do, Tom, is they're trying to isolate that pushing because you're not allowed to move your back. You have to keep your back stuck against the wall. You're not allowed to move your arms out. You've got to keep them yeah. by your sides. So they're,
1: they're really trying to isolate that push
0: movement. I, th- I think it's good.
1: I, I think understand. Good. And, I'm, and I'm 50-50 on it. I would, I would still rather some kind of plyo from the floor where you are lying prone, very specific. Better the injury rate. Okay, we'll come on to that, mate, on the next test so
0: you've got to remember this is an assessment to see if you're prepared to then go on to do the next one which will come to you now which is the rft so it's the roll fitness test which is yeah. replacing the old eight mile stuff so this one's actually really good my unit which i've just left are actually doing it for the next two weeks i've actually just missed that brilliant it's good because a lot of fucking aggro to take one <laughs> <So laughs> yeah I've, I've, dodged, I've dodged a bit of it there literally um this takes fucking ages but there's a lot more to it so you start with basically the rmts right so they're like different sections of the So the rft is made of like seven rmts so like different little sections that you have to all do back to back basically and the first one which is supposed to replicate your marching is a four kilometer walk now as i said before you did the eight miles this time you're doing a four kilometer walk the difference this time is though is that it's painfully slow and you're carrying this is obviously dependent on cat badges and stuff you're carrying 40 kilos yeah so it's a lot heavier than what you did before it's very uncomfortable.
1: What goes through your head? Ah, uh, sorry. What went through your head when you used to do the first initial four kilometres? <laughs> so when I first did it, I first did it on my PTI course, because
0: obviously on the PTI course, they expect you to be able to do it. So all I thought was, my traps hurt. Did you
1: feel tempted to just run it out? Well, no, because you can't, because you've got... To I, f- know, I know you can't. Oh, right. But if you had the choice, would you be like, fuck this, I'm actually going to just jog this out?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, whenever I've taken... When I, whenever I've taken build-up um, tabs for this thing, I've had to actually tell people to slow down because I'm obviously going off my watch for this pace. People are naturally I've, I,
1: trying to go fast. Yeah, I'm, like,
0: I'm like, guys, you need to slow down here because we have to go at this pace.
1: Everyone I've spoken to has said the same thing and that is that it's so painfully slow, they, they feel like they'd rather just kind of like, oh, fuck this. I feel like I need to kind of shake off a little bit here and just pick up the pace. The last context is you got oh, 50 sorry, yeah. minute. You got fifty minutes to do that four k. Do four kilometers. Yeah, four kilometers and fifty minutes. It so, is yeah. it is painfully boring, and you've just got that constant weight on your traps. And it is the last time I did it. That like, the four kilometers is just it's a drag. It is a drag. To so be fair
0: though, there is some units um, like,
1: for example, the parachute regiment. I believe they
0: do the four kilometers in thirty five minutes, which is quite a bit quicker. So they do move quite far. <laughs> but obviously they're now they're, they're an elite um, unit in the British Army, so they are moving with some speed. So, once you're done the four kilometers, you know, you take off your Bergen, you then get your little backpack on, or day sack, as we call it, um, which is light, lighter. You essentially drop down to 25 kilos. You'll have your yeah. webbing on, which is like a, a belt kit, essentially, with like pouches on. You'll then have a day sack, which is like your backpack. You'll also have your rifle as well. So, you'll have 15 minutes rest between that 4K, and then you go into a 2K best effort with that 25 kilo. And with that, you've got 15 minutes to pass with it. With that, you are running. You are running. You Once are again, if you're on like the parachute regiment, for example, you've only got 12 minutes 30, I believe, to pass that. So yeah. that's obviously significant. So the issue I have straight away, if people have been listening, they might be thinking, "Hang on." So you're telling me that if they part, if they get, if they do a 2k run in trainers in 13 minutes 10, they've passed. But then they are then expected to do a 2k run with boots on and 25 kilos and holding a rifle in 15 minutes, which is only a two minute difference. You get what I'm saying? You get what I'm getting yeah. at? Here. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. But it's a lot more
1: realistic now. To <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, all so I'm what saying happens is, in conflict?
0: All, all I'm saying though is, is that someone could look green on the system for passing that two k in the
1: trainers, but they're not going to pass that two k in the fucking in boots once they've actually got their their actual yeah. work actual, equipment on. Yeah, them. work equipment on. Um, that two kilometers is horrible. I just want to say. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> <It's> fucking <laughs> it's shit. Quick. What was the quickest I did I think the quickest I did it in... I've only,
0: I've only done it a couple of times. It was 1027. That's what I did it. In. Yeah, fuck you. But I've known people. There was a guy, <laughs> an officer. Um, he did it in like nine something. Mm.
1: And
0: I think there's people who've done it quicker
1: than that. There's some absolute weapons out there. But yeah, it's quick. First time I did it, an officer dropped out in the first... <sighs> first, yeah, <like> 300 metres. <laughs> Do you
0: know what makes that test really hard? The two kilometre? Is the rifle. Because if you think when you run try and run without swinging your arms try and run without swinging your arms how fucking hard it is it is horrendous so you're holding a rifle which is an inconvenience to your running your natural running route it's realistic it's it's specific to the job role which is why it's great
1: or when the PTI accidentally adds 400 metres to the fucking (laughs) thing no comment (sighs) (laughs) yeah
0: I wonder why yeah oh dear but uh, yeah yeah, so that's That's the first RMT, so you do the four kilometers, a fifteen minute rest, and then you go into the two k best effort. I just want Gone. to quickly
1: say with with so in total, there you're doing six km. So yeah, the first four km is like a slow. It's I think it's supposed to simulate a, a patrol. patrol pace.
0: Yeah, a patrol pace. Yeah.
1: A patrol pace with all that equipment on forty kilos, and that two km is just like yeah, you fucking just getting the fuck out of there, extracting. Yeah, that's it. Basically, it's, literally really, it's realistic. It is so it's, it's it good. is realistic. It is really realistic. You then go on to this is where
0: you said I was talking about the burpee thing. So you then yeah. go on to tactical bounds, fire and movement. So this is once again is gonna kind of differentiate different between if you're a ground close combat soldier or if you're a non-ground close combat, so frontline or not, basically. Um, but this one is essentially replicating getting down, moving, like running forward, jumping down to the floor, getting up again, moving forward, dropping down, getting up, moving forward. That's basically what it's like. You said Tom, being able to get off off the floor quickly and move forward with kit on. That's this is what this test replicates. So it's a leaps and bounds. Uh, top of my head 90 metres is a distance I think and you do it in 15 metre uh, uh, 7.5 metre interval so you'll get up you'll run forward drop wait a bit get up drop and at the end you do a leopard crawl so you crawl on the floor a bit at the
1: end as like a final bit then you get up and sprint so that's another good specific one one quick thing I want to mention with this just going back to the burpees the burpee gets a really bad rap as an exercise uh, particularly in a, a military environment I've heard a lot of people slag it off saying oh it's useless; it should be binned actually in a military setting this one of the reasons why i think the burpee should stay in is because it is very specific to this particular movement we kind of had that back and forth about having that in the scr maybe you're right because it is very low level very low level um maybe the med ball throw is possibly more suitable i'm still iffy about that but as an actual for training purposes i'll say still keep the burpee for that for firing movement yeah still beneficial You've then got the casualty drag. Now this is a good one. Um, so, so this is obviously
0: once again very uh you know specific, being able to extract a casualty from, you know, a potential battlefield, or whatever. Mm. So this is where you have you have hundred and ten kilos so you're in a bag, and you've then got to drag it a distance of I'm gonna get this completely wrong. Um, it's ten meters, I believe. Ten or fifteen meters, one of the two. And you've got quite a long time to do it. I think you've got about I wanna say sixty sec is it sixty seconds? I can't, I can't remember to, to be honest with you. I can't remember to be honest, mate. I've been fucking so busy with other stuff, I've not been looking at the paperwork. But essentially, <laughs> it, it's um, it's about it's about that. It's, you get quite a bit of time. It's not if you keep if you if you just lean back and keep moving, you should be fine. I mean, I think people are doing it about thirty seconds and under. But if you're a smaller person, like on my PCR course, we had a few um, people in about like, smaller frames. They were struggling a little bit, but you know, it's one of those ones where it's it's a it's, you know, it's a potentially a saving ability, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> Being able to extract a casualty. So
1: no, of course, hundred percent. That's that test. You've then got the jerry can carry. Do you know what? This is probably going to be the most highly fucking specific uh, physical activity that you will find yourself doing all the time. So, yeah, get really good at carrying (laughs) jerry cans. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, this one is... Uphill,
1: downhill, fucking underwater, upside down. Carry jerry cans everywhere you can.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, this test, you've got two jerry cans filled,
1: and that means they are 20 kilos each, and you've got Ah. to carry them... Go on. What's that? Some places do it as twenty-two kilos each now. Twenty-two, yeah, that oh, might just really? be infantry. Oh, I could be. I'm yeah. not might too be. sure. Could be. I've got a different hymn sheet, remember?
0: But you've got to carry these two hundred and forty meters in two hundred and forty seconds, mm. which I believe is four minutes.
1: So you've got you've got quite a lot of time there. You used to do that on the older uh, old test, Jerry Can test. But if you remember, selection. we were not allowed to drop it. Yeah, but that was a just selection.
0: La- yeah, that was select- that, that was only like hundred meters,
1: wasn't it? I did it in phase one, but also also did it in a select. It's just so also I- my yeah, so I did it in phase one
0: as well. I had to do it to join, but it was where you couldn't drop it because you had to hold you on and couldn't keep drop it.
1: Yeah. But it's changed now, hasn't yeah, you it? Can you can, yeah, but it that's because you don't want to. Because you're doing two hundred forty meters,
0: Tom. Yeah. It's a lot longer. <laughs> but yeah, so you've got you can drop it this time. But yeah. so that's that's one. That's that test. Then the next one is the deadlift vehicle kazivac. This is quite an interesting one. So essentially, what you have to do is you have to stand on two boxes. And between your legs is a rope, a big bit of rope. Yeah, and a big thick on the, length. Rope, on the at the end of the rope, there's a big knot, and then you pull. Oh. and then and then there's oh, plates. There's plates on the on the knot. So you have like a few twenty kilo plates, for example. And what you've got to do is you stand on the box, you hinge down, grab the rope, stand up, doing a deadlift motion. Obviously, you then have to pause for like three seconds, and then lower. That's basically it. So you do. I think at the start you do like five air squats to warm up. You then do a lighter weight as part of your warm up, and then you do the working weight, Bird which is the chest weight. Yeah. And, <laughs> Bird dog's fucking sharp, and then you do
1: you do the deadlift, and then yeah, that's it. You have passed I feel like a dick because I didn't actually know what that was supposed to. That that particular deadlift was supposed to actually a replicate. Yeah, s- replicate. Um, and I feel like a donut because now thinking about it, actually, yeah, that's fucking really specific, isn't it? Mm. I mean, there are. There have been times where blokes have had to, you know, drag others out of fucking, what, tanks and vehicles yeah. and, yeah. So, once again, exactly. very specific. Yeah, very specific. But, yeah, so that, I think the top weight on
0: that one for non-ground close combat anyway is 70 kilos, 60 or seven. It's not too heavy, not too heavy at all, really. It's 70, it's, it's 70? It's, yeah, 70. It's awkward, though, because obviously there's a, a bit of rope you're grabbing, not a bar, so.
1: But then again, you might have to drag someone out by grabbing something awkward. Exactly that. that exactly that's not a euphemism, by the way. I mean, you might just have to simply grab a sleeve, who knows?
0: And then the last test is the repeated lift and carry. Now, this one's actually been... You actually have to move on this. A lot of people have been sort of not getting close the end of the time, but they've had a bit of sweat on afterwards. So I repeat, this is different depending on if you're frontline or not frontline. So the one we did in the engineers was you basically have... Um, there's like a sort of a 15-metre um, gap between like two cones, for example. And you've got jerry can on one side... Um, two jerry cans, one size and a power bag, another a 20 kilo power bag. And all you have to do basically is run backwards and forwards. So you'd run out, grab your fucking, you take your jerry can out, sorry, bring it back, and then you then run out to your power bag, do it back, there and back, run back. So basically, you're just running backwards and forwards with kit, without a kit, just basically for 10 minutes. Yeah. So you've got to do, this is, oh mate, honestly, this is where it gets so confusing. I mean, I'm not in anymore, so I'm not really bothered to about remembering it. I'm just going to fucking zone it out. But, Depending on your cap badge, depending on your job role, like what unit you're at. For example, in the engineers, it's not just one standard. It depends on what unit you're at. It will depend on what weight your things are, how many shuttles you've got to do. The time's the same, like you've got a 10 minute time cap, but the amount of shuttles you do is different, depending on what weight you have is different. If you're ground close combat, you've got to put stuff on the back of a wagon. If you're not, you haven't got to put stuff on the back of a wagon. But essentially it's more, it's about moving stuff at pace. Mm. Concept is being able to move kit at pace with kit on. Which, once again, specific, useful. Just quickly jumping in here solo for a second, I did forget one of the tests. So while I was editing, I did realise. Typical, wasn't it? Um, that's just how many tests there are and how fucking confusing the whole thing is. Um, there's a test where you have to pick up power bags, essentially, and put them onto a platform. Um, and then from the platform, you've then got to put them up above your head. And you do this for various weights, um, various times, depending on, as I said, your cat badge, what part of the military you're in. Uh, and that is... Yeah, it's a pretty simple test It's obviously there to replicate putting something um either on you know the back of a wagon or just up onto a shelf it could be an ammo tin could be anything really but yeah that is another one of the tests back to me Anton. my overall thought on these tests is there obviously needs to be some tweaking on the standards especially the SCR I think the standards are far too low but I think as an overall test it's come it's come a long way compared to the SCR and the mm. uh, yes, the PFA sorry, and the AFT. The old tests, I think, in comparison, just look really simple and one-dimensional almost. 100
1: percent agree with you there, mate. Uh, the old the old tests were almost apart from the old eight minor. Let's just go for like the push ups and sit ups and the, the mile and a half run. It was just almost arbitrary. Yeah, you couldn't actually look at it and go, "What is this supposed to represent in regards to my job? What's it actually replicating?" Hmm. And it's very hard to. It's just a case of, oh yeah, I could just keep on going. I think it's just sake of seeing like how far you could go. Obviously, yeah. the army things have changed with the army. Um, with the new SCR, as you said, it's not too bad. It does need a bit of ironing out. Standards need changing, but to be honest with you, I think they are still, you know, teething with that, aren't they? Uh, the RFT though, see, so yeah, the the four, the four kilometre patrol. Two kilometre run, tactical bounds, casualty drag, jerry cans, etcetera, blah, blah, blah. All of that is really super specific and you can see what they're supposed to replicate. And when this did come into effect, straight away you saw the people who who had been blagging all the previous fitness tests, like as racing snakes, etc. Suddenly they was actually doing rapid changes of direction. They had load on their back. Suddenly you saw that fucking hell, yeah, like would these guys last, you know, in an actual conflict where they had to carry maybe fucking, I don't know, 60 kilos on their back realistically, etc. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm all for you, RFT.
0: So, moving on from the tests as a whole then, is the army in a better place now fitness-wise? A couple of points people have said, you know, is a is a fewer thrashings than before. We look at things like mental resilience, fewer injuries. So, I'll we'll start at the beginning. then. how does the army now conduct PT? So it's something that's called the Army Physical Training System, um, and it's basically a more functional,
1: functional. Yeah, end, well, to you know, be fair, I've yeah, seen very functional. But yeah,
0: at based training. So when I say functional, I mean like the typical sort of. You know, it's more strength and conditioning based essentially. In that, it's not just as said, running in a straight line yeah, the and doing battle rope Yeah. Exactly. You do a lot more. You do a lot more barbell sessions than you did before. You do a, you know, the session will be basically more varied. It's, it's not about just being an absolute lung. Essentially, they want you to be strong as well, and it's, that's a re- that's a really good thing. The issue people are saying. So on that poll, as I said earlier, a lot of people are saying the army is getting less fit. But you'd argue that the way the army's going in terms of how they're training people looks to be better.
1: Are they getting less fit, or are they just getting fit in a different? <laughs> Sorry, I can't hear, but in a different way that what they're not used to before. So, okay, these people can't smash a two-mile, uh, sorry, yeah, a two-miler as quick as what mm. the other guys used to. Sorry, a mile-and-a-half run. Don't worry, I've got 2 mile from this because I'm looking at two-kilometre. Sure. All like right, they can't smash the mile-and-a-half as fast as what the other guys used to. All like right, they can't do as many push-ups in two minutes. All like right, they can't do the fucking, well, to be fair, the eight-miler, I don't know, intensity-wise, the eight-miler, it's, it's less weight than what they're doing now. You know, maybe it's not so much that they're getting weaker or unfitter compared to the older standards or the older guys. Maybe it's just a simple case of, well, actually fitness standards have changed because the tests have changed, the specifics have changed. Mm. All right, people might not be able to ban out a mile and a half like they used to back in the day. But at the end of the day, it's not about a mile and a half anymore. It's now about being able to do the uh, 40-kilo patrol followed by the, you know, the two-kilometer run with 25 kilos on your back. It's about being able to actually function as a soldier now by doing bounds and leaps, being able to crawl, being able to carry jerry cans. I suppose the only way we're going to find out is run the RFT a bit longer.
0: I'm trying to think where people are comfortable because I think a lot, especially people who've living a long time, they would probably potentially come from a place of there was more thrashings, I want to say. And by thrashing, I mean that you'd go on a PT session and just yeah. get absolutely annihilated for two hours.
1: Maybe some of it's a bit, you know, elite a bit of elitism and maybe even some bitterness as well i don't want to piss
0: people because off because some sessions for example yeah. people are saying that oh they finding it too easy or that you know there's just there's not enough going on or you know and back in my day if i'd spoken to my yeah. mum like that <laughs> do you know what i mean and I, as you said i don't know if it's just a bit of like it's, it's hard to work i can see where they're coming from but then we've got to evolve we've got to adapt
1: i mean you can't you, you, um the thing is injury rates were high there is yeah, actually a study down. from Katowic, isn't there, from, is it 2015? Well, it, it, yeah, I understand that there does need to be a harsh mentality and I would actually advocate for beastings, but to an extent. Mm. To an extent, because any day you okay, we need you to be physically fit, but we also need you to be understand that there are going to be times where you're going to need to operate out of your usual yeah, parameters. I was going to say that, yeah, mental resilience. Beastings are necessary, Mm. but to an extent—not just for the sake of it. Where you wake up and straight away you already know you're going to smash everyone up, you know, a hill for the sake of it. RPE ten, and then you're wondering why these guys can't recover thrashings and beastings are still a necessary part but it shouldn't be straight away every PT session it is just RP10 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 yeah you can
0: you you can do it to like it needs to be done in the right place the problem is is like when you because the army does a system now so I'm not sure if you're aware of Tom but like there'll be three phases you have like the foundation phase which is basically just going through all the basic lifts quite low level RPEs, because the army does actually use RPE, rate of perceived exertion, so depending on like energy, effort levels and stuff, it'll be lower levels. You then go to resilience phase, which is about building resilience. You'd load, you're increasing load. Yeah. And then you go to specific phase, which is when you're in green kit a lot, in boots a lot, doing
1: more, as, as, it, as it basically name on a turn specific stuff to the job. I mean, possibly also, it depends on what else is going to be happening throughout the day. So for example, you've got bayonet training. Let's just say for a recruit, bayonet training's coming up. You want to get them into a certain state of mind for that. So, what would you do before then? Make them angry, make them upset, make them pissed off. Yeah, give them a thrashing beforehand, and then give them a thrashing again when you actually go through the bayonet training. Yeah. But do you, you see? I mean, there is still a place for it. I think it just needs to come. It needs to come at the right time, doesn't it? Yeah, because if it you're shouldn't in the foundation be expected phase- every single time. How many times a week do you do fizz, and you're going to be getting RP ten? Every yeah. single fucking session, and that's what someone said earlier. You can't progress
0: because you're.
1: How do you? Yeah. You can't progress as we, as we said you before. Can't you recover can't recover, and you're getting injured all the time.
0: Exactly. If you're low, if you, low, we've said before, load management is one of the you know the biggest one of the you know the main drivers in injuries. Yeah. If you're not you know managing your load correctly, as, as if you've just come in like come out of training and you go into a session and go right, lads, we're going to do a twenty mile log run. You're Like, excuse me, if your load management is poor. There, you're going to. Not get only that, <laughs> I'm
1: thinking from a like a early phase kind of point of view here like a recruit point of view like you imagine that you you're doing pt but then later on in the day or even earlier in the day or fucking both you're also getting fresh by your your staff as well yeah i mean i can't comment on that i don't i don't think it's much <laughs> like that
0: anymore now i think from what it's i've heard the now, isn't it? yeah I think i've quite... heard some
1: rumors yeah i've heard some rumors
0: there's a lot of limits on what they can and can't do, and there's and
1: you've got to sign a form now if you give push-ups as a punishment. Oh really? He's got a sign of form, oh, okay. As I said, rumours, I don't want to confirm that. But
0: yeah, I mean I think it's different, but I, I get I get the point you're trying to make. I get the point you're trying to make. I mean, I wish I could say more on this in terms of because obviously the, the people, as in the people who voted on that poll, are very strongly saying the army's got less fit. As Tom said, I think we need time will tell as the RFTs go through. I think what people are seeing, and there's something I've seen as well is it's maybe not the people who are already in getting less of it, it's the people coming through the pipeline. Because hmm. you're getting people to up to unit, and I'll be honest, some of them are honestly useless when it comes to physical yeah. sort of ability. And I think that's what people come I'm not sure why that is. I'm not sure if it's the, the, the system they're coming through. I'm not sure if they're being let in when they're not really ready for it. I think
1: I, a lot of it is just getting the numbers up, mate. To be honest with you.
0: Plus, Tom, I don't want to use it as an excuse, but the last couple of years we've been we've been dealing with COVID. I'm not sure if that's had an impact on people's.
1: Oh, prep, fucking
0: training! Yeah, like, gotta, have it? Yeah. When they it doing were right? yeah. When they doing basic training on Zoom,
1: yeah. Basic training on Zoom. Yeah, I mean, it was I mean, happening with the reserves as well. I mean, I got sent a I got sent a physical plan, and as a fucking PT, I was looking at like, what the fuck is this?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so, what I mean. I don't, I don't know if that's what. Potentially, is because of the last couple of years, people are getting this perception of oh, the army is getting less and less fit. And people are coming through really shit. Maybe it's just because they've, if they've had a diff- they've had a completely different training cycle to all the other people. Do you know what I mean their, their training cycle has been been very strange. even
1: selection at the moment? Even selection is still beep test in some places, isn't it? Is it really? Yeah, it's still beep test. And this is another problem is now if let's say you were a civilian looking to join the army and you're completely fresh faced to it. If you're expecting that you have to do a a two-kilometre run as it is now, then straight away you know to be training for a two-kilometre run. But at the moment, it's umming and in between, oh, at any moment now it can go back to a two-kilometre while it's still a beep test. So for recruits as well, it's potentially confusing because it's like, now me personally, I would say we'll be doing both anyway because you want to be going in already knowing that you can do steady-state runs but also knowing you can do a bit of stop-start speed intervals, etc., such as beep tests. But for potential recruits, it's confusing because no one knows what the fuck's going on that's due to COVID. Yeah. Yeah. The running tracks are closed in some places, aren't they? I they still
0: are. I think time's going to tell because these tests are still fairly new. I mean, said my unit is only just starting to do these fucking RFTs. I think we're gonna, we'll have to see how, like what the fitness levels look over years to see like, yeah. the stats because, yeah, I think time is what we need here. I don't want to like say yeah, the army's definitely getting less fit because evidence-based podcast on.
1: <laughs> I mean, look, at the end of the day, Roman legionnaires used to go tabbing in fucking sandals with studs. <laughs> studs so, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, it all depends on on specifics. You could be f- different levels of fitness in different scenarios. Yeah. You know, like a, a soldier's fitness today might be different, have different standards and requirements compared to what it was, yeah, 10, 20 years ago, etc. So we'll
0: finish with some
1: shit-hot advice. So if you are listening to this, I know most people listening to this are probably actually going
0: to be in the army already or some sort of military. If you are listening and you know you know someone or maybe you yourself, potentially you think, thinking, you know what, I, I want to join. I, I'll, I'll give it a crack, you know. I, wanna, I wanna And they've the listened to well. this and they're like, I have no idea what the fuck to take away from of yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, even I'm lost. But um, we'll give you some pointers then. So the thing you'll hear when you go to, a, you know, maybe a, a centre which will tell you to join is they'll probably tell you, Get your fitness to a certain level, but don't worry too much because they'll build you through training. That's what you hear that quite a bit. That's what training is for. Yeah, I disagree with that. They build you up. But unfortunately, as I said before, the amount of fucking yogurts you get turning up to a a unit after the training pipeline is surprising. Um, So to say that they'll get you up through training, I'm I'm not saying the PTIs in training regiments are doing a bad job or anything. I'm just not sure if the environment and the culture. You should not be
1: going in scraping the bare minimum. And this goes hand-in-hand hand with what that comment you got earlier is. If you go in only being able to scrape the bare minimum, mm. your phase one training is going to be a lot different from your selection. Yeah. In regards to and what is required of the amount of stress you're getting as well and fucking lack of sleep. Um, straight away. if you go in only barely scraping the bare minimum, you're going to get that anxiety, which means you're going to fucking suffer. You are going to suffer.
0: And that's what I mean, because if you're at the bare minimum, as Tom just said, like – during training, they said, Oh, we'll build you up during training. As one person said, the food you get is not amazing. The sleep you get is is non existent. Um you, you're getting up, you're getting loads of activity. Your energy expenditure is high anyway. You're getting not a lot of food in. If you are getting food, a lot of people go for the highly palatable shit foods, as we I mean, I say shit as in loose term. there's not really any good or
1: bad food, but uh, honest here as well, you're not always gonna have the same PTI. No. So even as much as they want your train to be structured as possible, it isn't always going to be the case because you're going to be getting maybe a whole bunch of different PTIs sending from different hymn sheets telling you one thing after the other and not knowing about your... At the end of the day, you're just a classroom. As much as the army wants to individualise things, you're, you're, you're a whole fucking platoon, a whole yeah. intake. They can't look at you and go, oh, yeah, I remember your strengths and your weaknesses. I know what you're capable of, you know, etc. They're just trying to pebble dash you with one big training session. All I would say is a caveat. I won't get to the point of like elite level of fitness because you'll
0: find some people actually lose fitness in training. Because they'll go there <laughs> so fit and you'll be surprised. Like you think, oh me, fitness, fitness, fitness. It's not the only thing you do. Um and mm. you do quite a few exercises and on exercises you end up just like eating rations and you don't really do anything. Like you don't you just like walk around ages and run around doing shit. So some people actually lose fitness, so I wouldn't say get elite level, but as Tom suddenly said, got you realise you don't need
1: to be doing bird dogs, you're like, oh god, I got so good at bird dogs, and now I'm <laughs> imagine, really Tom? shit at bird dogs because <laughs> because for some reason the army no longer does bird dogs. Well, Tom section hmm. commander goes, lads, we're going out on a um, we're going out on a section attack. One of the lads goes, sorry,
0: just wait, 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 there, corporal, I just need to uh, do a warm up. Just stop doing bird dogs <laughs> in the middle of the hard barrier. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you crack on, lad. <laughs> just doing my
0: tactical bird dogs.
1: <laughs> In your, dog's bag, In your dust bag, just your dust bag, yeah. <laughs> Doing exactly. cat cows, like an yeah. actual green caterpillar.
0: <laughs> back up, back on track though. So I said, don't get to elite level. But what I will say is, is you want to be, you know, pretty fit. It's it's probably one of the easiest ways to stand out. And if you want to stand out, I'd be like, want to well, stand out. Well, that's the thing. But it's one mm-hmm. of the best. This is this is more advice for when you actually get to unit. I'd say, if you're super fit when you get to unit, especially now where fucking as I said, the amount of people turn up with shit. It's a really good way of being known as a guy. Go- oh, oh, who's that guy? Oh, he's the fit one, isn't he? Yeah, he's really fucking super fit. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, he's a top guy. You could be a shit soldier if you're super fucking fit. They just assume you're a fucking good bloke because you're just you're just known as the guy who's really fit. Do you know what I'm saying? So until you have a naughty
1: Dennis on the range,
0: yeah, yeah, naughty. So they don't.
1: Suddenly they don't care about your runtime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds like that made <laughs> Um yeah, yeah my what, my advice is uh, more of be the grey man. <laughs> Cuz if you are super fit, they expect you to always be smashing it out. That's a really There's good, good advice, actually, Tom. That's a really good. Uh, that's that's why we're saying middle ground. Don't be elite, don't be shit. Be in the middle don't be because sh- yeah. If you're
0: elite and you're at the front of that first run, they will expect you to be there every single fucking session. Every single time. You'll always be the marker. <laughs> yeah, always be the marker. What I'll say though is if we fast forward a bit you've done your training. We'll come on to how you prepare for training, obviously, but once you've done your training, it's please don't let yourself go. Now, this is a bit of a pride thing, as someone said, someone put a comment in before, is I know people got different job roles, different categories of things, but I just find it really embarrassing when you're wearing the uniform and you
1: look. Using two word? stable belts stitched together.
0: There are people out there where you can't even see what stable belt they've got on because the gut is hanging over the top of the clasp mm. of the belt. And I just think you're wearing a uniform which represents a lot of things, and I I, I just think it's, it's it's embarrassing, really, to put it simply.
1: The thing is, like, look, this almost kind of goes against what we the message we tend to give out in our podcast. Yeah, but exactly, this is a very yeah. very different, different subject. It's very different here. context. Very different. This context. is a very different context. Mm. A lot of the equipment is made for, I want to say reasonable body types of what is expected of a tactical not even a tactical athlete a soldier let's just fucking put our cards on the table what is expected of a soldier if you you, if, if you are like you know morbidly obese and you're expected to wear body armor or webbing and you're expected to go prone and you've got this equipment on it's gonna be problematic i mean okay you could surprise us and actually be physically fit in regards to your role in regards to your performance, maybe not health-wise, but, you know, in regards to your role, you might amaze everyone. As Bill has eloquently put it before, battle pigs. Yeah. (laughs) And another thing, and this is a major thing that gets me with physically unfit people in the military, if you are physically unfit and you come under very high physical stress, your ability to think clearly and make quick snap decisions starts to suffer. Yeah and actually from so this is complete anecdotal experience here completely anecdotal but uh, mistakes that i tend to have witnessed on exercise etc have been because guys are completely out of it physically when yeah, they make mistakes they, with their weapon because systems because or fatigued, in combat.
0: fatigue far quicker
1: cause they're fatigued all they're trying to do is concentrate on getting more oxygen into their body you know mm. to recover to remember where they actually are on that time of day on fucking planet earth it's very hard to do that when you're unfit if you are physically fit then you're more chance of having a physically fit mind as well you can start making better decisions etc you could be expected to be that guy to rely on mm.
0: i think even if you take even if you take that away because you'll get some people for example they'll go oh pff, i just work in an office i don't i don't really you know i don't really do it but Soldier the, this is the this is what I'm saying. The problem is, is that they it's all going well. You tell that to someone on the camp, but when you go outside into the the you know the big open civilian world, and someone says, to you, oh, what do you do for a living?" Oh, I'm in the army. The we we know people have got this perception already of what a soldier is. So when you, when they look at you and go, oh, "Oh, you're in the army, are you You're automatically embarrassing. The fo- you know you're, 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 you're my the
1: forces. If, Bill, even if you work in an office or if you're a dentist, you know we were talking about history earlier about you know uh, dentists in World War II and you talking about the you know Zulu etc. No R E F jokes here. But look at that. Uh, look at look at look at Camp Bastion. Look what happened in Camp Bastion. Yeah. When insurgents infiltrated Camp Bastion and that was inside the wire. Yeah. Where technically you should have been well, not I'm not gonna say safe, but you know, you, you wouldn't expect it, you know, and
0: Fortress, You could mate. you
1: could have been a person behind a desk and suddenly you're expected to pick up your weapon and go and engage these people and every second that you're trying to make snap decisions or you've got to get two hundred metres in a certain direction or wherever, people's lives are at risk. This sort of brings me back to the other
0: point earlier, Tom, about that purpose Soldier thing. Well, some, something about that, that point of, that someone made earlier about if there was purpose, if there was something that was coming up, or there was actually something going on. Would these people then um, actually go? You know what? Shit, I've actually fucking. I need to sort this out now because this could potentially be life saving I, I I'd be interested to see that if that would happen. But this is
1: the thin bill. Realistically, you know, we don't always get fair warning. No, we don't. Yeah, they shouldn't need we, that. I'm, yeah, they shouldn't need it. No. Look at mate, Pearl Harbor. <laughs> mm. You know those guys didn't get given warning you know look at uh, even like terror attacks on city street and obviously I don't expect civilians to be prepared but it shows you how very rapid the situation can change rapidly Mm. you know now when you join the army even in peacetime you need to remember things can escalate and change very quickly very very quickly it doesn't matter if we've had I want to say peace you know if if we're currently at peacetime etc things can change quickly very quickly just f- look at what's happening, you know, <laughs> with Ukraine at the moment. Oh, God, yeah. And Russia. You know, it went that long ago that there was even, you know, Syria, Iran. Obviously, I don't want to go too much into politics, but yeah. the wolf is always at the door. Yeah. The wolf is always at the door, and you need to be ready. You need to be ready no matter what your job role is. So I'm aware we've gone off a bit of a, bit of a tangent there, but you get... You get Sorry, I've idea. got a massive you get, erection there. Yeah. <laughs> you, get, you, get,
0: you, get, you get the idea. So we've kind of said there a little bit of what to expect when you, when you get in there and maybe how to conduct yourself going forward. Question is, though, easier said than done, right? The Army will recommend their app. So they've actually got an app called 100% Army Fit. And I was actually aware of this app until I was doing a little bit of digging for this episode. Um, and I've taken a look, Tom. I've downloaded this app. Yeah. I've got hands-on. And it's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting application, so... You set your goal. So even if you're not joining the army, you can set your goal. You can actually, so if you are joining, they'll tell you to put your selection date and stuff in and all that sort of stuff in your email and shit. If you're not, they'll just say, you just say, I want to get fitter. They'll be like, okay, great. You've then got to choose your PTI. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> I wondered what this was in the show notes. Just to clarify, I know of this app. I have had clients use this app oh, in wow. the past, but I never bothered to look at it. Yeah,
0: okay. So, yeah. I'll,
1: but when you said choose your PTO, I didn't know it was actually on the
0: so app. You, so, you get two pictures. You get like a picture of a bloke and a picture of a woman. You click on them and they give you like a little spiel. They actually like talk to you. Tinder, yeah. yeah mate, they actually they talk to you and then you're like, okay, great. This is like, it was actually really funny. I was like, this is fucking so embarrassing. But <laughs> obviously, it's not aimed at me, is it? So, um, you then take the fitness assessment, which is a fucking ball ache when you're just trying to fly through it, like I was for a test. So, you watch the video, which basically tells you, you know, what, what this is, what the test is, you know, what to expect. The strength test they do on this app is you do push-ups, sit-ups, squats, and then you do... In the video actually says mile and a half run, which is obviously outdated, <laughs> because then when you go to the actual test, it's Classic. 2K. You then do push-ups to their timings. You then have an enforced rest, which is really a on because I'm sitting there, and I've got to sit there and watch my phone for two minutes, and I can't even skip it. you then got to do squats to their timings, enforced rest, and then you do sit-ups to their timings, and you rest. And then you do the run, obviously. And then the run. uses a GPS, and you run around and shit. I've heard loads of bad reviews about that, though. Apparently, the GPS like crashes the fucking app or something. Um, but you do that, mm-hmm. you do your test. It gives you, your, it gives you your markers. Great, good job. You then go on and you do the fucking program. I'll be honest with you, the workouts aren't
1: horrendous, but it's very basic. And I mean, it is a free app. This just sounds like any. It just sounds like an app, a fitness app. They've just plastered army onto. Yeah, it's very. I mean, Except they've added a run to it, which isn't even right. <laughs> Mate, it
0: probably get you. It probably would get you ready for the selection test. Mm, yeah, maybe. It's very basic. It's very basic, but it didn't seem too bad. Um, obviously, I'd recommend you know train primal for all your fitness needs, or even perhaps a one-to-one personal training option you know, with <laughs> with your local PT or something. But they are obviously gold standard stuff that would obviously be a lot better if you got more of a you know a, a polished program. But yeah. from the app I saw, if you are joining, maybe have a look at it. I didn't think it was that great. It seemed quite but To be fair, the navigation there as well was a bit of a pain in the arse, I'm being honest. It wasn't the easiest thing to use, but yeah, that that's out there. Um, yeah. But yeah. If you are going to join, I would say get some help potentially from someone who's actually been exposed to it. Someone who's maybe trained someone like that before or someone who's actually been in because it does make it a lot easier, I'd say. Mm.
1: And then they train you for like an eight-mile and a one-and-a-half-mile <laughs> run. Yeah. And uh, If they well, say they've been if in... They've in been in Legionnaire 18s, sandals. Yeah. <laughs> With a phylum. <laughs> Back in yeah. my day, a centurion was a rank, not a tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just, old that, classic.
0: Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, caveat to that, then, yeah. If they, if they if they say they've been in, make sure they're current.
1: Um, otherwise, yeah. it's irrelevant. Oh, 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 Bill, don't be a dick. What's that? Uh, I wouldn't say it's irrelevant. They're, they're still relevant. Are they've got stories talking,
0: down the pub. Are you talking about yourself, Tom?
1: Yeah. I love talking about my, my, my war stories of Salisbury Plain. <laughs> snapping snapping your ankle and capture it yeah I was part of that 2015 study unironically yeah fucking <laughs> that, ankle that was my up. that was the most exciting thing in my career my very short lived career <laughs> yeah I, I agree with you I would recommend getting someone with experience uh, in a military setting you, look you can get a civvy PT who's had no military experience train you up
0: but they'll do a job they'll probably do the job quite
1: well. they would however my bias is to get someone that's kind of that they know what's coming. They know what's coming. Um, I mean, as I said, I train, I, I've, I've got clients that are joining the army or who have, uh, you know, joined military or police, etc. If you was completely new, if you was completely new to fitness, uh, but you were looking to get into the army, then the main thing I get people doing is the big movements. I'd get them squatting. Up. Yeah. Now, first of all, unless they are just learning how to move straight away, I, I load. I start loading people straight away. I get people loading. This is one thing that did used to piss me off with like the old school army fitness. Unless you had like a Bergen, a lot of it was like air work, air push ups, air squats, etc. I like to load people straight away. I get them squatting, rowing, pulling, lunging as well. All these big kind of movements. Um, but well, another foundational thing is, foundational movement. Foundational movements. Mm. Uh, but obviously, running is a big part of it. Now, running is where a lot of people get nervous, and rightly so, to be honest with you. For a lot of people, running is the the horrible part of training. Don't make the mistake that a lot of people do, in my opinion, which is, so say you're going for selection. Don't just ban out a two-kilometer and that's all you're ever going to do. Mix up your training. So do steady state. So yeah, if all you could do at the moment is two kilometers, fair enough, do that. Do that at a steady pace. But then start adding interval training throughout the week. So one, let's say you ha- you run three days a week. You are you have the luxury of being able to run three days a week. Do a steady state run. So that's more about you're trying to do it for a certain amount of time or distance, 20, 30 minutes because you're very new to all of this. You might not be able to do it all in one go. You might have to stop and start a little bit. But you're trying to do it at a pace that you can talk at. Then re- run number two in the week all right, shorten the time. Now you're actually worrying intervals. about it. Interval stuff. intervals. Yeah. If you want to add heels to that, brilliant. And then at the moment, with the current stage of how things are working, if you're doing a third week, I would say, okay, now try and do a fast two kilometre or mix it up with uh, some kind of shuttle runs because of the beep test at the moment. Don't just stagnate your runs is the, is the message I want you to take away here. Don't just do a two kilometre. That's all you're ever going to do. You need to kind of be a jack of all trades in the army. Hmm when it comes to fitness you need to be able to move fast but also for longer distance you know you ain't got to be a master of one just try and be adaptable
0: hashtag CrossFit
1: yeah pretty much yeah (laughs) because you never know when you need to get on a kayak
0: (laughs) (laughs) bit of 80 in Wales never know exactly Um, Yeah. (laughs) yeah didn't think about that We'll finish up with just a quick sort of overview on the future, or what we think the future of the British Army is in terms of uh, PT. So, I think I think it's going in the right direction. Time will tell. I know yeah. they're trying. I know they're trying to get a more personalised approach, but I think you're never ever going to get that in the army simply because it's inherently
1: it's inherently. I think they can try and drip feed a little bit of it into it, mm. but it is going to be impossible because you're dealing with so many people all yeah. at once. And as I said, sometimes you're going to get. Different instructors on different days and it's it's very hard well, to, mate, yeah
0: if you if you followed the foundation the foundation block the resilience block the specific block every single session as intended same p t i
1: somebody knows what they're doing, you'd probably see huge results. The problem is You'd also is be that- very surprised at how they'd actually start remembering individual recruits and know exactly. what they're capable of. But the problem is,
0: is that people come in and out, they might miss a session or they might go on a course. They might some people they'll come back off a course mate straight into the resilience phase or straight into the specific phase. So they're on the obs course and they're like, fucking I've done an air squad in about two months.
1: Can I just say another thing? I'm gonna go out there and say it. Uh, I didn't really want to pull trigger, but if it upset people, it is what it is. What's the worst they can do? I'm out now. <laughs> um, I think another thing is to take into account is that there are going to be some PTIs, let's be honest, that just simply don't care. Mm. You know, they've got into the job because they was really good at being able to pass their physical tests, But in regards to actually training people, it's just not their thing. Whether they've just lost pleasure in it, have no interest, or actually have that old school mentality of just it's about a that's it. And personally, I've seen many people like that. This is the problem, is not it? Because we, say,
0: when you, when you've got like a periodized training program, like the army's trying to implement, is that they said you get some PTRs, they'll just go rogue some weeks. So they'll go fuck it. They need, they need a fashion this week, so they'll be on a nice little steady trajectory, and then boom, spike. I know nowhere, they're doing a fucking savage session. Yeah. And they're not progressing. So I think the army's all. It's going to be very difficult. It's such a large organization. I think they're always going to struggle. I think it's going in the right direction, but we'll have to just see. Time will let's
1: let's be honest, some PTIs aren't in their position because of their love of wanting to train people or being up to date with the current evidence or having the right mindset, they're simply in that position because they're really good at running and passing the physical test to get to their position.
0: I think as well I'll finish on is if you're you know, if you're listening and you are in the forces or you know you're thinking of joining, is I personally wouldn't rely on PTI led, you know, PT, so whether that's like what battalion PT, whatever, squadron PT, whatever don't rely Italian on it. PTs. It's Italian PTs Italian PTs <laughs> Italian PTs but no, don't rely on it because i would say use it as your that is a specific training so the training you do with your with the unit is there just to get you ready for those tests i'd say if you want to be above and beyond you need to do the other stuff because i'll be honest with you i don't think the training the way especially the way it's ran, i, I just don't think it's enough i yeah. don't think and I, I don't think the quality that it gets delivered is enough Now the PTI course is good but some of the people who come to these courses have absolutely fucking no idea how to implement the training.
1: But they were very like, good at passing the test.
0: Yeah, and this is this is the problem, mate. So I think if you are someone who strives to be, you know, up there fitness-wise, yeah, you need to do your own stuff on the side as well. Obviously, being smart with it, like, you know, if you've got, I don't know, a big fucking deadlift session with you, with work, with with the army, for example, don't go that evening and do your own deadlift session. Yeah. it's just going to, that's overtraining, isn't it? But yeah, do, do a bit more, I'd say. Any more points, Tom? I'm aware we've been going for two hours now.
1: Yeah, I know. The thing is, I, I, there are more things I want to say, but at the same time, I don't drag it on. Um, I do think things are going in the right direction. Um, the only other thing I would kind of lead into there is, at the same time, there are some really good uh, PTIs out there who provide some really good information. However, I really Cheers wish Tom. they that's all right, mate. I mean you're not one anymore, but you know. I'm sure you'll be a good CrossFit coach. <laughs> 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 um at the same time what I am starting to see certain pseudo things creep in to, you know, the, the the physical side of the British Army, such as this this over this 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 over obsession with core stability, etc. Now look, we want you to be stable, that's absolutely fine. We want you to be stable with heavy loads on your back as well. But when we're doing like these very, very, very extremely low level, you know, movements and we're saying that this is non-negotiable for soldiers or those in training, I think you're putting out the wrong message, especially in regards to when physical training look, time is a barrier, and that goes the same for soldiers as well. I don't think we should be putting up these barriers to them and saying like, oh but guys, before you start selling tin or getting burgers on your back, you have to be doing these certain movements, etc. Um, I understand that in theory you could say to yourself, do you know what? I'm going to stand up and hold this 10-kilo kettlebell out in front of me and that's going to increase my core stability. I mean, yeah, it probably will if you're low level in regards to fitness and you know, don't ever wear a burger on your back, etc. But I would say actually with the time you have, spend it very wisely, invest it. So what I mean by that is actually train more specifically to what is necessary of you. So actually train with weight on top of you at high loads of what is necessary for your job role. So basically, get a burger on your back or get a barbell on your back. Heavy, nice and heavy. Don't be getting on all fours and like doing bird dogs, etc. It's, it's, I just think it's a, they have their place, but just in this setting, I think they're being extremely oversold. And it is starting to worry me a little bit. Like it's become really popular in the British Army and it's seeping in there. As I said at the start of the
0: episode, mate, the reason that push-ups and set-ups came in was because it was the most popular thing at the time. Yeah. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is the next one. Yeah. SCR 2.0. 50 that bird dogs per time. Fucking big deal.
1: Yeah. I went on a bit of a tangent there. I mean, I hope I hope people kind of know what I'm trying to say here. But yeah, let's not, let's not regress back to these really like unspecific low level exercises, especially when time is a barrier. Yeah. And we're trying to make soldiers feel resilient, not make them feel like they're fragile if they don't do their bird dogs and cat cows. I I hope everyone
0: listening has enjoyed that special. I've absolutely no idea what we've spoken about for most of that because we've been going for so long now. It's all become a big blur.
1: I still uh, don't know what the deadlift is supposed to be in the scr. <laughs> for
0: <laughs> sake, not that I'll but, be um, able to pass it anyway. Oh yeah, not be able to pass it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we'll, we'll leave it there. Uh, if anyone's got any comebacks or anything, said we want to, you know, you want to get in touch, please do. We'll have all our details down below, Instagram handles, email, and all that, all that good stuff. So please get in touch um but yeah been a pleasure as always and we'll uh see you on the next one tom you are still muted
1: y- yeah i just noticed that fucking hell <laughs> sorry mate and everyone else uh yeah b- bye <laughs> <See you later. laughs> as always thanks for listening just a quick update to round off this week we've just
0: started a brand new instagram account for the podcast as up until now i've basically been posting snippets and releases on my profile and along with all the trained primal stuff as well, it's getting a bit messy. So, hopefully, this will clean up our social presence a bit. So, if you are a listener, we'd really appreciate it if you check it out. The handle is at podcast. And there'll also be a link down below in the show notes, as well as all the other stuff that we, um, yeah, that we offer essentially. We will see you next week, same time, same place for a brand new episode. See you soon.